And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. And I'm James. <laughs> Man, you, are you ever going to do a normal opening? No. I didn't think so. That's fair. Um, who do we have here? Colt. Coach Colt? Coach Colt? Yeah. <laughs> so we got a Palmer. Who else? So we have another Palmer. Mind blowing, right? Oh my god. We have a legacy of Grizz tradition in the room. All right. Hey, it's uh it's uh Grizz Cat Week, right? Mm-hmm. So uh we're gonna go quick. Did you go to the volleyball game this week? Mm-hmm. Who won? Grizz. Who'd they beat? Cats. So we're already off to a great start. Yeah. There we go. Right? Your mom told me a story about you. Mm-hmm. She said that uh, you guys got there and you got to your seats and, and you you know, the proud fourth grader you are said FTC. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the two college girls in front of you turned around. Said nice. Mm-hmm. Sound about right? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Are we raising him all right? Yes. Yes. 100%. There's a time and a place You're for everything, great. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. It was the perfect time and perfect place. There was at the at the game at that football game last year. There was the big FTC chant after um, the blocked fake field goal, and I had my then fourteen year old daughter with me, and she was like, "What are they saying?" It's like it's FTC, and we're just like FTC, FTC, into the whole stadium. And, yeah. and I told her, "Don't tell your mom," but she told mom. Mom didn't care. So, <laughs> well, mom in this house knows. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, what did you think of the game yesterday? Good. 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 That's it. What was, what was the best part? Everything. Who's the player of the game? Yeah. Nick Osmo. Nick Osmo. Yeah, that's fair. That's it's fair. two weeks in a row, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do we have any questions specific? Oh, that's specific a great question. James? Okay, talk to James a little more. I gotta pull up. What'd you start? Th- what'd you start today? Basketball. How was that? Good. You run a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You have a lot of fans, but they're really gonna they're gonna tire quickly if all your answers are just yes, no. Your single good. answer question. Yes, no, good. Um, yes, James, no, good. Montana, Montana, great. James on basketball, are you? What are you? Point guard? No. Swingman? You low? Are you in the post? Yeah. He's definitely not in the post. <laughs> what NBA player does your game most resemble? John Morant. It's gotta be John Morant. <laughs> Kurt Rambis. <laughs> Mark Eaton? <laughs> I don't have an answer for this. Me neither. All right, works for me. All right, we, got, we got Coach Cold across the table, right? I asked you this before we got on, but do you ever get worried that he's going to make you run when he shows up? Yeah. yeah. Is your buddy Nolan here too? Yeah. All right. Do you guys want to take a lap around the block real quick? No. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, it's interesting. Uh, Everett, who usually has questions for James, posted ten minutes ago that he recognized it's probably too late for him to ask James a question. So um, he does not have any questions for you, buddy. All right. Do you so, want Do you want to pick games real quick, buddy? Well, there's only sure. there's only two games this week that matter to us, and one really matters. So first of all, who's going to win Sac State Davis? Sex state. Yeah, Perfect, okay. because that eliminates Davis from the playoff bubble. I like Boom. where your head's at. <laughs> what about uh, Grizz Cat? That's what everybody wants to know. Montana. 
I like it. That's perfect. One of your friends today told me that they were convinced you were going to pick the pick the cats. Watch it. You were going to look at the stats and pick the cats. Daddy. All right. <laughs> Go, Chris. Go. All right. All right. See you, James. Odd kid. And uh, when there's a... His buddy here to show off for. He's even stranger. Uh, I don't know what to do with him. All right. Hey. So we got. We're, we're giving hints on Twitter right now, but since we, uh, you know, delay the release of this a day, we can just tell people who we've got here. We got returning to the pod, Colt Palmer. Thanks for having me, guys. Coach Colt. Coach Colt. <laughs> but we have another member of the Palmer family, Ty. But we don't have Jace. It's better that way. I was going to say, where's Jace? I appreciate him. <laughs> the, better of the, two, the better of the twins. So that makes you, well, first of all, that clearly makes you in the uh, Palmer twin Grizz fan pod rankings. Ty is clearly above Jace. Yes. Real quick, did we invite Jace? Oh, or did we, he, we invited Jace. Did he Jace. bitch out? <laughs> we invited Jace. Um, There's a total of about 15 phone calls in three minutes. <laughs> so when I texted you guys yesterday, that's when that's when the invitations went out. And um, I'll just say that my takeaway from the invitations to Jace were that I don't know that I could cut it in the Palmer family. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have thick skin, Luke. <laughs> Gotta have thick skin. Which you know. Jace definitely does. He was a good sport about it. And I think uh, we, we got the final that he wasn't going to make it over to, from Billings. At basketball practice, and Mike got to hear how we, uh, yeah, we're, we're hard hours. on each other. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> frankly, at basketball practice today, he still had time to spare and get here. I, I can't imagine what excuse he's going to come up with. <laughs> well, I mean, he just doesn't care. Yeah, that's which problem. is great. This is this is Cat Week. We need everybody to be on board. And that's what I was going to say: is he truly doesn't understand the importance of this week? I mean, which is amazing because I mean he played for five years, right? Yes. So, Jace, I'm sorry, buddy, but you're a little soft, bud. It's Cat Week. Bring oh. back your roots. <laughs> Come on. I like it. All right. Oh my God. Um, real quick before we jump into anything, um, why don't you guys both kind of tell the listeners when you played so people can get kind of a yeah. kind of a rundown because, I mean, I think we know, but not everybody does. Yeah, so I was there 2005 to 2009. Um, yeah, we played uh, redshirt a year, so I was there five years. Uh, I like I was telling Colt today. I was I'm a two-time reigning silver medalist for the Grizz. <laughs> I like to say second place, so silver medalist. But uh, yeah, had a lot of good years there. Won a lot of games. Uh, kind of a similar track as Colt. We just that whole stretch there. He was he was going out as I was coming in, and yeah, we won a lot of games in nine years. Yeah, I was there from '01 to '04. Ty, being there in 05, he came in. He was a true freshman when everybody in my recruiting class. I was going to say, because you did redshirt. Uh, yes, when Jacob Yarrow uh, got, got nicked up, and I had to had to come in and, and, and play on the special teams there. So, yes, Ty. And win a national championship. And, and, and yeah, that was kind of cool, too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Ty and uh, Jace and his, his dad, Scott, kind of gave me a hard time about uh, – what some of the guys had to do. So I was really hoping that I could have got these guys back being a senior when they were true freshmen. But I think uh, some of my friends were, you know, made it a little tough for them with the, with a Buffalo run and stuff like that. Buffalo, uh, Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> so was it, was it, uh, did you notice 
these guys clearly knew your cousin and they were coming after you? Did you, did you get a feel for that? Yeah, there were some guys on there. <laughs> Brad and Jayton and Kerry Mullen. Oh, oh yeah. I heard everyone, J.R. Waller. Yeah. That whole crew. So it was fun coming in because, you know, there's guys that I knew, but you see a different side of these guys. You kind of grow up and get on the team and miss Colts gentle ways by. <laughs> just a one mere year yeah well so. don't don't worry my son and all the other fourth graders are getting it now so good it's good that warms my heart yeah <laughs> it's good to hear <laughs> all right um there are a ton of things we can touch on and obviously it's cat week and we're going to talk a lot about from the player perspective what um what that all kind of looks like but quickly we you know we kicked eastern washington's ass so my first question to no one in particular or anyone how did Eastern get so bad? Oof. I don't know if I've ever seen a team that had no fight in them, like Eastern, like at this level, right? I mean, you guys in your playing days, you played Division Two schools where it was just like, talent-wise, the Grizz were just more superior. And it wasn't that the D2 school or an FCS school was like, like they weren't trying. They just weren't talented enough. It literally felt like Eastern didn't even, as a fan perspective, it looked like both the players and the coaches absolutely didn't even want to do, didn't even want to be there. They, yeah, they didn't get off the bus. And, it, didn't and it was like Cal Poly was severely outmatched talent wise. But like watching their players, like especially their defense, like they looked like they were amped up before a lot of possessions. Like they were trying, they sucked. But it's like Eastern has continually had okay talent, good talent mm-hmm. on offense. And what their very first possession is third and seven. What do they do? They run the ball for two yards and they punt it away before they before they got like two first downs. It was twenty one to zero. Like the game was over immediately. Like I think they were just. I think they would have been happy if they would have just forfeited at the half if they could have. It was the weirdest game in that sense. Like for us being their primary rival, um, I don't know. I I expected more from them, and it's like I don't know if there's bigger problems there at Eastern or what. But that was. That was a, it was a there was such a weird aspect to that game. Yeah, I think it's you're, you're I mean you're onto something. I mean if it's it's one of those that if if they consider us their rival, I mean doesn't matter if you got guys that are nicked up or whatnot. You you get up for the game, right? You want you want to have a better showing. Like you said, we had more touchdowns than they had first downs, <laughs> you know, very very quickly. And you know I I thought it was cute that. Aaron Best wanted to not wear sleeves and thought he was tough and <laughs> stuff like that. But you know I think. <laughs> It starts with that guy. I mean, it is, just, is uh, Aaron Best just auditioning for a job at Montana when he gets fired this offseason? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, uh, but I think sorry, uh, Kyler. <laughs> I think Mike. You know, me and Mike always joke when you know our our favorite times are when we go out uh, after the game. We're having a, a a cold beer and you know talking about the game. And my favorite is when you see. You know, whatever whatever your rooting interest is, and they take the football out of the other team, and you yeah. make them give up. That yeah. was my favorite when we were playing. When you'd be up, I was in the running packages playing fullback. So when we got a lead and we just wore them down, mm-hmm. and then you could feel the other team quit. You could see the shoulders slump. You could see the you know the two or three yard gains start turning into five sevens and whatnot. But I mean, to your point, Britt, I mean, the eighty-yard touchdown run out of the out of the shoots. Yeah. The, the football, the football was out of them. They they weren't. They were just kind of Olay tackling. It was oh, it man. was the 
wildest thing I think I've ever witnessed. What uh, you brought that up? What the hell happened there? Because like the drive before Osmo, you know, had the wheel route twice or whatever and beat him, beat him for a big gain and then a touchdown. So it's almost like they adjusted out and had guys back or something. Like, how do you, how do they give him an eighty yard run out of the gate like that? Not out of the gate on the second possession. Second possession. I mean, you're down seven. But I mean, first play, second possession. Second, yeah, on on that one, I don't know if you guys go back and watch it again. Yeah, um, I think it was Walker and who's the, who's the left left guard? Uh, McGinnis. Yeah, McGinnis. Walker yeah, and McGinnis. Yeah, yeah. This will tell you. Go back and watch it on the ESPN Plus. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy, but just watch the push. They had the defensive lineman. 15 yards downfield, and he was going backward. He was on skates in a big way. I mean, that, that was that was just, you know, push. And they, they just – they bullied him. I mean, they, they, they were – I think they were trying to talk themselves into to being excited for the game. You know, like I said earlier, it started with the head coach trying to talk himself into, you know, being excited for a cold-weather game, showing that they're tough. But uh, they were whistling in the dark. Man. Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> <Pigs> on skates. <laughs> the Aaron Best, um, when they scored their one touchdown, it was like 45 to nothing or whatever it was. And he is like freaking out excited on the sidelines. Like, I wish I would have gotten a picture of it because like, he's like running down and pumping his fist. And I'm just thinking like, man. It was, I guess 50, it was 56 to 7. You got your freshman QB in there. but I mean, And just how far they fell from one year to the next. That's what amazes me. I know they lost. Their quarterback. I know they lost two of their best receivers. They lost the best quarterback in the FCS, but they have reloaded continually with good quarterbacks. But the talking to kid that got hurt, and then the backup who danced when he got a personal foul when they were down 56 0. I don't know. I thought the backup was better than the starter. It's more fun to watch. Yeah. But he's going against our freshmen, too. So, so how long has Aaron been the head coach of these? Kind of is it starting to get to where these are all his guys? These are now? his guys, and all this is this is a point we've kind of been making to um, our buddies that do the the Eagles podcast that we talked to. You know, he took them to a national championship the year after Bo Baldwin retired or not retired, yeah. moved to Cal. They lost, um, but it seems like there's kind of been on a downhill trajectory since then, and their defense is like. 131 out of 132 or something like that. I mean, like, terrible. And I think literally the worst rush defense in the FCS. Aaron Best has been head coach since 2017. Okay. So, yeah, it's all his guys. Yeah, yeah. all his guys. Absolutely. It's your job as a football organization team to reload. I mean, there's no excuse to be like, oh, we lost eight guys. Like, we should have eight or ten or twelve guys that can step in and play. Yeah. So you That's were – part of it. You – you played for the Grizz in a pretty dominant run. It's it felt like pretty consistently. I mean, I think you probably only lost a handful of conference games your entire career. Yeah. Um, do you remember beating a conference opponent sixty three to seven? Like, this is back to back weeks where conference the opponents. Just laid no, out a I mean, opponent. I do remember. I was thinking about you know this game yesterday. We beat must have been was it Stephen F. Austin? I think second round of the playoffs my senior year, like sixty one to nothing. Well, I remember that. And it reminded me of this game because you can see right away like Cole was saying, take the football out of guys. You know, on beat down Saturdays we call it. We just it was fun because games are I don't games aren't easy, but you practice really hard, and games are fun. So when you you play, you know, if you're on offense or defense, you get a break. You know, you get to watch them cheer your team on. But it's fun to watch opponents give up and the best part about that and Cole can speak to it too is how fast can you make them give up 
And you see it all the time. If you have guys that play really hard and take the football out of guys, I mean, on the wide receiving core, our, our biggest thing was we love to go out. I don't think you can cut guys anymore, but you used to be able to cut. We'd go out every play and try to cut guys. We just we would just <laughs> relentlessly run people down. And I remember everyone used to watch the wideouts on film, just cut guys down every game. Like we were just relentless. Just, not even just cutting, but just running guys 15 yards down the field. I mean, we had plays we would take guys from, you know, 40 yards down the field and just run them backwards. You know, you get swung out, there'd be fights, and it was just, it was funny because they would give up. Hmm. You'd be in the end of the first quarter, second quarter, sometimes you'd have DBs and safeties just running the other way. They don't want to have any part of it. So. To be fair, they had to tackle Lex Hilliard. This is true. Chase Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, you had some pretty good running backs. There were some were good guys, yeah. It was, it was, you, we, so. we had guys that were cool. And that's, that's what I think good teams <clears> – <throat> Everyone does their part. You know, everyone's got their their single role, and if everyone does it well, you've got a machine. And uh, a lot of little mistakes add up to one big mistake, and that usually starts with an L. And I was gonna, loss, so. I was gonna say it might, in paradoxically, be easier to go extra hard to block for Lex Hilliard, right? Because you're like, if I miss this block, that could be the difference between him taking it to the house or not. Like every block totally matters yeah i mean we were we were, we used to call the backside block the convoy block because we were coming from as you know 80 yards away every time you would just sprint as far as you could try to pick up one guy that's chasing and uh it does it makes a difference you don't want to be that guy in film that's sitting there kind of lollygagging just loping around and <laughs> we would have scored a touchdown yeah i mean because they see that <laughs> thanks you know? chase yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is he on his way? Let's use him as our punching bag this whole night. <laughs> they set the edge yesterday. I'm sorry. Yeah. You brought this on yourself. That's awesome. All right, so, uh, Ty, the biggest blowout I've got from your era is a 52-7 to win against Northern Colorado. Oh, yes. That's right. This would have been 2007. But that's crazy because Northern Colorado would have been just coming up. They were like brand new. They were brand new. Yeah, that was their second year, I think, in the conference. I mean, like for Eastern to have such a bad defense. Like I think I said it after the game, Colt. But you talked about like the football leaving them. I don't think the football was ever in them. They didn't bring it with them. Yeah, they left it in Cheney. (laughs) So Ty, in that game, you had one catch for thirty-one yards. Ryan Bagley had a good game. He had one hundred and ten yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, what year was two thousand seven? Oh seven. It was in Northern Colorado, I think. As a sophomore, yeah, many of us. As a sophomore, and we were, we played over there. I don't even see Jason the defensive stat sheet, so he's know. not here either. Do you, you guys <laughs> ever? Did you guys ever have teammates? Maybe it's just different for one of you know the Hauk teams or the teams you know the Grizz teams you guys played for. But are there guys on the team who are clearly just there for the scholarship and the degree? Like, I'm just wondering, like, what – and I'm projecting to Eastern. And I'm like, mm. are they just, like, looking forward to finals week? Are they, like – have they cashed in all the energy they have on football? They're like, we suck. We ain't making the playoffs. It's cold. We got to play this tough Grizz team. Like, why are we showing up? And they're like, well, we do get a scholarship. Like, do those players kind of exist on every team? Or is it just, like, more of a culture thing, team to team? Mm. Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, but you guys never experienced that with Grizz rosters. I mean, you maybe had a guy or two that was like a senior or that like very rarely played, if at all. But that yeah. wasn't a predominant amount of the team. Yeah. No, I think those guys, to answer your question, Luke, there are so many different points where they can weed themselves out. 
I think last time we talked about the guy that walked out of the... Yes, I've thought about him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just every time I'm working out. Right. It's like, I'm out of here. But no, there's... And I think that when you have tradition and you have a program and you have guys that are trying to carry on, you know, the guys that you learned from the legacy before, right? They don't really allow that. I mean, there are some guys there that, you know, might just want to be working on their master's degree. That I think on that, you got somebody that might be coming back from like a knee injury and how hard it is to come back from something like that. They kind of, they're not the same player. They might not go quite as hard. I think that's the only thing that I can relate it to. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, to have multiple people that seemed like they mailed it in or didn't even get on the bus, you know, I, I, I hadn't experienced that in college um, just because if you didn't go hard, uh, it wouldn't be the coaches that would be running you out. It'd be, you know, for me, it'd be guys like um, Spencer Frederick, Brad Weston, mm -hmm. John Fitzgerald, um, oh. Thatcher, those, those guys, they, they kind of police themselves. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what what your thoughts are on that one, but it's it's one of those that the guys that were there for just a scholarship kind of, you know, maybe kind of mailing it in the last little bit, I think were mainly guys coming off of like a serious injury that had ability, but, you know, just, I don't know, sometimes it it might not. They're, they're, they're just trying to get their, you know, their yeah. master's degree or whatnot. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Colt. I think there's a, a very small percentage of guys who are just there for, you know, just kind of mail it in. I Those guys that were on full scholarship that either got injured or, or, or otherwise, they usually don't last all the way through. They either uh, kind of weed themselves out or they understand that this isn't for them. And because it's a lot of work to not play, to be on full scholarship, but then also try to really maintain a 4-0 grade point average and, mm -hmm. you know, be pre-med or pharmacy or whatever, uh, whatever you want to go into. So that's, it's difficult. So it's just, it's almost not worth it to spend that much time. Cause we spend, I don't know, all of our time in class, in the weight room, watching film at practice, preparing for games. So, um, the only guys I can think of that ever did that were guys that just didn't pan out, but they stuck around as like grad assistants and ended up helping oh, coach. Sure. So there's a few guys that I can remember that were good guys, didn't pan out as players, but ended up being uh, assistants, grad assistants, helping out with quarterbacks, helping out with receivers that were just awesome guys to have around. Because I was going to say, they clearly those guys want to be there. Well, they're yeah. good culture fit. And they end up being coaches. They end up being football coaches. And a lot of are them you Are you now. talking about Shan? Shan <laughs> oh. didn't have it in him. Yeah. <laughs> he got started talking about yeah. draft. Yeah. Yeah. No. He so, went to the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Just, just you know, oh, draft guy, yeah. whatever. Um, I guess follow up on that because, and, and this really is projecting because neither of you ever really dealt with this, but the transfer portal almost has to add a whole new element to teams having shitty seasons. Because like some of those guys at Eastern might be thinking. I'm done with this. I don't like best. This isn't what I, you know, signed up for. Don't get hurt. Get good enough grades. I'm leaving. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, we we didn't have to deal with that. But dude, I think that you would want to ball out in order to get a team to accept you in the transfer portal. Like you don't want a bunch of games on. Like anyone who played for Eastern's defense this weekend, if they enter the transfer portal in a 
another team watches the film, they're not gonna like yeah come <laughs> come take a dump on our team. Like, are you kidding me? We no, need, we need a linebacker from the worst rush defense. <laughs> yeah. in all of football, yes. I think it cuts both ways. Hey, look, the Cats quarterback from last year went to, where'd he go? Elon, right? Elon. Elon. And he's like, they're a win away from the playoffs. So sometimes it's it's a fit. To me, that just says more about the conference because the the Grizzlies 100% exposed him and took the football out of him completely. And he would not have been able to function as a starting quarterback in the big site conference this year. No. Do we disagree with that? He got hit so many times he had to quit the next day. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, hard <laughs> On a seeded team that went to the, national, the national championship team. game. He's like, I don't want to play I'm for out. them. Yeah. I don't need a ring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, every situation's got circumstances, but I just think to me that just speaks to you know, maybe the level of play is just not quite the same. Yeah. No, I, I don't know – what that was that we watched yeah, the other yeah, day, oh but God. Well, that's, I was having fun. You you circle back like Eastern's roster; they have a small senior class. Their starting quarterbacks gone. Um, their like statistical playmaker guys generally return. Bobby was hugging and talking to a lot of them. Um, I might have tweeted a lot about how much I like number eighty nine, the wide receiver. Um, You're going to get us in trouble. Here I am. No, I'm not getting anybody in trouble. I'm saying this kid is a great kid. He's a great receiver. And Luke, he is a uh, HHP major. Oh, my goodness. And I think, how would you compare the University of Montana HHP versus anybody else? Let's just, I'm going to just make something up like Southern Idaho University's HHP compared to University of Montana. I'll tell you what, I can do that transcript evaluation. Yeah. For anyone. Oh, anyone. Thinking about. Yeah. Come into this fine institution. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Anyone? Okay. So it's available. Your doors HMU. <laughs> if you're, if my you're email looking, address is public. If you are looking for the moment when the athletic department turned on the Grizz fan pod, this was it. To be to be honest, they email the athletics department contacts me yeah, see, to say, "Hey, yeah, no, look fine. at this transcript. Would this dude be on time to graduate in your department? Look at this." transcript i think right the trick for eastern was like who stood out on the field as like oh that guy's like a good player on a bad team did anybody i mean i thought 89 i like a lot about his game but like defensively nobody mm-hmm. there nobody, wasn't a lot of effort nobody on any any of the three phases and that's that's just the trick it's like and you guys know this more there's like that effort motivation side because like fortunately we never have to project well at least in our known history of the Montana Grizzlies, we've never had to project something where like a two or three win Montana is playing a seven or eight win Bozeman. And it's like, what's your motivation? Like, you're just going to like trot off the bus and just think about what Sunday looks like and not play a hard game. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just Eastern. They could have cared less, which was, I think it's just a top to bottom failure there. Yeah. It was bad. It's like when the Harlem Globetrotters play the Washington Generals. <laughs> and you know the Globetrotters are going to win, but the first play the Generals come out and they like, you know, some guy goes and dunks and you're like, ooh, the Generals might win this game. Looking frisky. <laughs> What's that movie? It's like, you bet they know. on the... <laughs> That's right. You bet on the Generals? <laughs> it's true. You're like, oh, maybe they got it this year. That guy's looking, he's looking good. It's going to be a crossover. Next thing you know, 
So These guys are throwing half court shots with their legs. <laughs> guys, this is this has been a weird season. And super weird. I think I think we would all agree that when healthy, the Grizz are a very good team. Um, Johnson's got injured at really unfortunate moments. I don't really know what happened against Idaho. The last two weeks, the Grizz have blown out two of arguably the worst defenses in the country. What do we actually know about the Grizz right now? Like, what do these last two weeks mean? Mm. Ooh, I, I want to say inverse of what we saw from from Eastern Washington is that we played some, you know, we dogged some bad teams, but it still takes a lot of energy and effort. It takes a lot of like, exe- you know, well done execution. We stomped those teams when we could have just beat them kind of marginally, kind of like had some, I don't know, 21, 24 point wins, but we, we came out and crushed them. So I think that it shows that this team has a lot of fight, and you're gonna need and, and fight is is a prerequisite uh, to winning Cat Grizz. Agreed, Grizz Cat. Fuck yeah, you're right, no. Grizz Cat. <laughs> next one, next one's pushing. Yeah, <laughs> now, you have to you have to run the block with Coach Cole. <laughs> I need to run more, so we, we need him back more <laughs> often. You guys have played in games though where you've absolutely just kicked the shit out of an opponent, right? And not just cats, just anybody, right? Um, a lot of people sometimes will look at a game and be like, these last two weeks, yeah, but. So from your perspective as a player, good things still come out of a complete ass-kicking, right? Yeah, I mean, they gotta still got to go out and execute. they right. got scholarship players, too. Yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike hates it when I say that when we're watching games together and <laughs> the other team makes a good play and he gets mad. I'm like, hey. They got dudes on scholarship it's really too, Mikey. Sometimes, actually, like, Mikey, they got guys on scholarship <laughs> just, too. They're just trying be to win pissed the game. with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think I think what it tells you is when you go and play a bad team, yeah, they got nothing to lose. They got to throw everything at you, right? You yeah. still got to go out and execute. Sure. And I think that's what we started to see is that you know, from an execution standpoint on offense, we started to do a lot better. Uh, defense, I don't think any of those games. I mean, there was a couple. I mean, this, the the Weber game, we gave up a couple big plays. You know, yeah. if we didn't give up, you know, have our eyes in the wrong spot, Two totally plays. different thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, the sack game, that one's just tough. That was man. a weird game. <clears throat> that one's just tough. Um, but I think to your original question, what did we learn, and kind of what what are we taking out of this? I think they from the running back and I know that's probably something that's going to be brought up but from the running back standpoint where they kept kind of shuffling people in and out we got the one like yeah. we, we know one. we know who the number one guy is yeah. and then that's the guy that's going to get the bulk of the carries everybody else is going to be spelling him from here on out not we're not playing the you know X is the one this week and then Marcus is the one and they keep bouncing around there's one clear number one running back that, I mean, when you run for 200 and some, you know, the week before, and you would have, what do you have, 400 and some, or four, 400 and some, four his touchdowns. Number, yeah, and, his numbers are nuts. Yeah, 100, 104, six yards, three touchdowns, then uh, 63 yards in the air, another touchdown. So, in, so two straight games over 200 yards from scrimmage. Which, I mean, that's pretty okay. And, and that second one was in about yeah. six series. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was done by the second quarter, right? But I, that's the biggest thing that you that you learn in these ones where you're going out and you're doing what you're supposed to do, right? You're, you're supposed to beat the bricks off of them. And, you know, I think, like you said, it could have been a 21-point game, but 
you know, they go out and they hammer down. And what I think the cool thing was too is the ones in this last game were done at halftime. Yeah, the ones were done uh, in the in the snow globe in the third quarter, mm-hmm. right? So then he's got to see uh, uh, number ten. Uh, Gilman. Gilman, Gilman, yeah, so true freshman. Red, you know, and that's one of the things I love about the four game redshirt rule is like you do get to get those guys some, you know, some experience. Yeah. Yep. And then, I mean, there was a, what we learned too is that there might, and again, I know that this is a very popular uh, topic on the pod, but <laughs> I think there's I clearly <laughs> uh, somebody that's a better number two. And it's no knock on you know the the, the yeah, young yeah Garrett man Garrett Houston at defensive end is definitely the better number two yeah absolutely, absolutely. And, okay. you know yeah. Uh, yeah. glad exactly. it's solved I'm glad yeah. it's solved you know all the receivers yeah. no I mean let's just let's just get right to it hey look, Daniel Daniel Britt looked fucking awesome Luke. hey it took us 32 Mike, minutes before Britt came up Mike you were right all along it's a pod record <laughs> yeah were, but you were right all along Mike in fairness I was pulling for us to start Brown over Cam Humphrey last year so I'm I'm really mixed on my <laughs> QB evaluations it's fine Brown's probably a good kid see this is we struggle with too we got two players here like it it really you know and, and with COVID and stuff I mean Brown's been here four seasons I mean it's a long time. And you know, he's given a lot to the program, so you don't you don't mean to pick him. Hundred hundred percent agree. And and I hope he you know gets to have a senior day in two years and, and is a great teammate all the way through. All you know, all points would would look in that direction, but it seems like Britt's the the, the better option there. So I guess you know, um, we just talked about how bad Eastern's defense is. <laughs> we talked about how bad Cal Poly's defense was. That's the bulk of of Britt's playing time all of it do you think that fans who are getting excited about him should maybe pump the brakes like how do you evaluate a guy like that i would say i mean i don't it's okay to get excited about younger guys coming up and doing a good job because i mean you still got to go out there and play you got to make and it's you know you're playing in front of twenty five thousand people plus and you still got to go out there and perform and do a good job and make the right reads and like Colt says, you're playing against scholarship athletes out there and these guys are good players despite you know getting their ass kicked um they're still out there playing hard, mostly. Yeah. You know, even if they're making mistakes and they're not playing great. So you do, you got to make the right reads and you got to do a good job. So I think a younger guy coming out there and playing well is something to get excited about. Um, you know, to speak to Chris Brown, I think he's he's got all the tools and everything. A lot of it's like, you know, you want to go out there and have confidence. You got to get reps. You got to have the quarterback battle at the U of M, especially with Bobby as head coach, has is, is always been – I don't want to say a mind game, but it's always been a, a challenge. It's a mind always game. So you can go with mind game. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's – uh, we're, we're all aware well, of it I think, I think it might be worse than that. It's very – it's tough to watch sometimes because like, I've, I've had good friends that were quarterbacks and that I lived with and am still really good friends with, and I've watched them split time. Yeah. And – week to week just not knowing whether they're going to be the guy. So you always have to be prepared, but you're also – when you're prepared to be the guy and then you're not the guy, then you're prepared to not be the guy and you are the guy, you just never know. It's it's very difficult to get in the right headspace when you just never know. And I think Chris Brown probably experiences some of that, being a guy who's year to year, might think he's the guy, might go out there and prepare and think that he's done the best he can, but maybe it's not enough. You just never know. I mean, clearly, like you know, he's not he's not starting, and he's 
and he's got guys behind him that are looking really good too. But you know, he might come to his, into his own someday and just be like, wow, you know, he surprised us. But the you know, quarterback battles. And the thing about Chris Brown that I will say is, if he played behind the offensive line that your teams had, oh, in your, yeah, I think the book might be a little different on mm-hmm. him because you know a little bit more time to throw the ball. He's got a great release. Yeah. You know, I think one of the one of the struggles is stuff's coming at him so quick that he doesn't process it and tries yeah. to take off, and he's not the quickest guy. I say that acknowledging that he's probably, you know, two <laughs> points faster than me in a forty. <laughs> is that being generous? Well, you what, know, uh, I need to find a point in yeah. time. Mike. What's a point? <laughs> Tell me a point. Five, What's a point? Six. <laughs> so January, February. March. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that's time. assuming I finished the yeah. forty. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good <laughs> point. <laughs> um. What do, like, so fans, we in the game, like, right, so we see Lucas Johnson do this, that, and the other thing, Mm -hmm. and we see Chris Brown do a few things, but not that, and then we see Britt do a few things, but you two guys, I'd be fascinated, um, what are the big things that fans miss, especially when we are just watching quarterbacks in a game situation, versus what you guys as players, both of you, offensive players, like, what are some things that, like, I guess we miss that we don't understand. A lot of things have to go right (laughs) on every play. That's fair. And uh, it's, I don't want to say it's a miracle when they do because these guys work really hard to make sure they go right. But one little thing going wrong is, is it's just like a house of cards. I mean, it can all fall apart and that might not be on the quarterback. It might be on a receiver. It might be on a missed block. I mean, Everyone does their best to do, to do their best. And I think little things can go wrong. And like I said earlier, they add up. So, um, you know, if you're out there as a quarterback and guys are missing reads, uh, these one-on-one matchups are not beating their man on man-to-man, uh, it can kind of fall apart. Like a quarterback can look really bad when he has nobody to throw to. Yeah. And when, you know, left tackle misses block hmm. or someone doesn't pick up a linebacker coming through. It's fullbacks. It's, thing. Yeah. it's yeah, worst, fullbacks. Yeah. fullbacks. Oh, <laughs> they always miss them. I can't worst. say that cold. But it, it can, it can be it can Fullbacks be were so important, they, they took them out of football. Yeah. Yeah. After Colt, we stopped using them. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Make fullbacks great again. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> He actually has an audio You're an H- like, uh, Google no, no, alert. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What, what's that? The pride? Oh, yeah, that he's going to at you on Twitter now. You said it. Yeah. No. I'm going to Google I'm alert on you. <laughs> There's a story. You're blocked. Um, no, that, That's fascinating. I think the, I mean, the point you make, Ty, about that everything's got to go right or yeah, a lot of things have to yeah. go right is the thing that's really easy for, you know, Yahoo's like me that never played college football to kind of be like, the guy's open, throw it, you know, or he missed his read or... Well, that's, and that's the thing, too. I mean, a lot of times, um, you know, and Cole can probably say this, too, you can look at a play at the beginning and be like, ooh, like, this isn't going to go well. Yeah. And a lot of times you can look at, you know, they're in a cover two and guys are running read routes and safeties vacate every time and the middle of the field's wide open, you know? Yeah. And that's just stuff that, like we talked about earlier, it's film study. It's down and distance situations you study it for an entire week yeah. and you hope that they haven't changed too much up and you're just, it's all statistics. It's how is this going to turn out in this situation at this time of the game and who's going to make a mistake and which player on their side is doing the wrong thing every time, despite 
he knows what to do, what the yeah. right thing to do. It just you never know. It just like I said, so many things have to go right. And I think it's you know speaking to what you said earlier, Brent was from our perspective. Um, you guys are smart. You guys understand football probably just as much as we do. It's yeah, we're gonna we're gonna clip that. Yeah, clip yeah. yeah. right. well, yeah. Forty minutes. Yeah, we're smart. There. And it's uh, but it it is it's a little bit different when you understand. Like, there's a few things out there that you know. There's situations in a game, and there's plays in a game, and there's players in a game, and it all adds up into this perfect mess or this beautiful turn this trip into a beautiful dance type of thing. So, um, yeah, it's just it's difficult. It's a hard game. It really is. So, I mean, obviously you both played for Hauk in even different eras of the first run, and then this is the second time, so things could change. How much leeway did he give the QBs to make checks and changes at the line? Craig Oaks made lots of changes. I was going to say, Craig Oaks might be so, one of the smartest guys we got smart. to play the position. Yeah. I mean, it was – he had a lot of freedom out there. I mean, there, there would be times that uh, playing H – there would be, you know, flip motion, flip flop motion. So I'm going to flip, you go across the ball, flip flop, you come back, you know, yeah. those type of things. So I'd be going in motion and getting ready for it. I'm like, okay, I'm reading, getting ready to do, like, we're doing a power lead or something like that. Yeah. Right. So getting there and then easy, easy, easy. And he's changing it. And then he changes it to a place where I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> what are you, like, what are you <laughs> seeing? We're not well, seeing no, the same no, thing. No, so it's supposed to be a run play and he's, che- he's checking to a pass and he's got, <laughs> all the run personnel in there, right? And my job is just to go hit somebody, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, crap. Now, now like, he's saying you got to go re- re- read the coverages and that kind of stuff. I'm just getting ready to go hit somebody, Next year, right? Next thing you know, you're split out left wide on the 20-yard yeah, exactly. line. You're running the seat corner. Yeah. Yeah. They really should have let you do a little bit more of that. Clearly, you know, Palmers can be receivers, so. Uh, see? Uh, so but would, would you s- film him catching the ball? With Craig, <laughs> you're back state. there, and you can see the defense, too. Would it be that you would recognize the things he was recognizing, or was he like so talented that he he would recognize something that you didn't see, diagnose the defense? Luke, and then... I, I really appreciate your confidence in me. That guy, he was reading defenses a lot different. See, I, I'm, look, I'm looking, I'm looking at probably my two or three key reads. That guy's looking at. You're all like all on phonics, and, yeah. and he's yeah. Yeah. no, he's yeah, it's okay. uh, and Ty, you had. Cole Berquist and Anderson. Yep. And a little bit of Justin Roper sprinkled in. Justin Roper. A little bit of overthroper. Justin Justin Roper. The Southern gentleman. (laughs) Who's like a college offensive coordinator at this level now, isn't he? I believe you're right, yeah. Anyway, so was Bobby still kind of giving guys the ability to to check at that point? Um, Furman, he might be in the playoffs. We might just... Oh yeah, you might, we might see him. You might see him. Oh, man, if he comes, I'm making a sign. Anyway, hey, what if Justin Roper and Furman comes to Montana, and McCoy and Elon comes to Montana State? I want to get Elon. I was gonna say I want Elon to come. I want to see if we can make him quit again. Yeah, <laughs> or if he'll show up. But anyway, so you, anyway, sorry, sorry, yeah. off track. About check. Uh, yeah, I would. I would say that uh, you you have keys, so you're able to change the play. If they're doing what we want them to do, you know, if we're running a, if we're kind of running read routes and taking them deep, running into zones, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, they, they go cover zero and everyone comes down, you know, we're going to run quick slants and try to just take the top up and go up the middle, you know, so stuff like that. Just, 
you can do it and we all knew what it would be changed to there's a couple options but it wasn't like hey let's just ask her let's let's run whatever we want to run let's just completely change the play so did, there were there were keys did berkless ever draw it up on his hand like like you know in like middle school <laughs> uh, i wish i'll tell you what uh old cb i think he's underrated he's he's honestly one of the most prepared best quarterbacks best athletes i've ever played with like yeah. real athletes and i'm, and I'm, I'm serious he's, he's he's a that guy worked so hard at what he did yeah, he was. You know, I've, he was I, a smart quarterback. Cole's I've, good. I've talked to a few people over the years that, yeah. that share that. I stand by that. Like I know, and you know, some people might not agree with me, but well, no, but Cole's I mean, a great quarterback. Honest, yeah, like if you look at Cole's, about the only QB that Bobby's ever developed. No, yeah, you're I mean, right. Sell too to give Cole, some credit, yeah. but Cole, I think Cole's a step but above. But Cole Sal. from Cole from you know when uh, we had Jason Washington who yeah. didn't really pan out. He brought like some in every Schwab, year, but he brought some in and Cole. I mean. That's a guy who stuck to his guns. He worked hard. He put the time in, and I thought he was a great quarterback. Yeah, Schwager came in, and he may have not played a hundred percent of the time in those, uh, you know, four or five years, but he stuck with it. And Cole was always consistent and always good. And like guys make mistakes, especially when you're young, you know. But he always was a worker. He just put the work in. So. I actually think Brent has made this case before when we've been talking about kind of keys and the historical yeah. point. And I think your checks now with all the RPO. Well, that's what I was actually getting, leading up to. Yeah, totally I, was, I was curious like about the, the offense now in college football in general, but even at Montana, it just seems so different than what you guys ran. Yeah. So our 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 RPO we had we'd call it box check, right? Where they weren't reading somebody like. In the in the middle of the play, right? You know, do I pull it or throw it or whatnot? Yeah. They'd count, see how many people are in the box. We either run or throw it. Well, now they're reading it kind of in real time, so it's a it's a lot different uh, scenario. You know, Oaks, his his biggest thing, like I said, his checks were real checks and doing different ones with the like position groups that might not be the best ones to be running the plays that he was calling, but they always worked out. Uh, for the record, when you open beers, you can do it right into the microphone. Yeah, it's it's one of our calling cards. <laughs> Some of our fans drink so, with us. Yeah. He's down here opening <laughs> the beer great. under the table quietly. No, yeah. I'm not drinking. So it, it's been fascinating like in like the football world, and maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like when Tony Romo got into broadcasting and he talked about you know RPO and this and that mm-hmm. and blah, blah, and receiver reads on defense, it felt like this like – earth-shattering, game-changing thing about how a quarterback and their offensive skill players like approach a defense. But it sounds like that's nothing brand new. Like this has been around, right? I guess it's fun to have a guy, you know, who's a commentator like Tony Roma to come out and just yeah. actually explain what's going on to yeah. fans. And it helps I think my IQ, fan IQ, everybody. Sure. It's it's fun to watch it because Everything's anticipation in this game. I mean, you can get out there and I can line up as a receiver and go, okay, you know, we're in a cover two. I'm running a seam corner. But if this guy comes up and man press me, I know that I'm going to break a route off at 10 yards. Like, these are all things you know. Yeah. And you're making decisions either at the line and then as you take two or three steps, like, it changes. But you know what you need to do. And it's all based on just a half a second to a second or less of just that beginning of the play or a pre-snap read. Sure. So it's not earth-shattering stuff but it can really when you have players that all work in concert and really all do their job correctly 
Was that something that like came up when you got to college, or was there like a little layer of that at the high school level? Oh man, I'm speaking, <laughs> I'm speaking of this as a a, a, as a golfer, as a Letterman, <laughs> as a, a as Letterman a, golfer, as a, as a Hellgate Letterman golfer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I was gonna be a kicker one year, but I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't kick a field goal. So <laughs> so, so for for. When I was going to school, I, I loved going and watching Jason Ty's Big Sky Fighting Eagles. So you guys games. are Big Sky. Colt, where were you? I was Millard North, Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. You were. Yeah. So I would have been a Frenchtown <clears throat> Brom. Because that's because we've got it. <clears throat> Mike is a Sentinel guy. <clears throat> I grew up as a Hellgate guy, mm-hmm. but now my kids go to Big Sky. So. So my wife's Big Sky. She went to yeah. school with Ty. That's right. Yeah, and school. Jace, too. And Jace, yeah. You know, he's, he's not here. Not here. So. Did he even graduate? <laughs> Questionable. Yeah. So some of the poured out. I think some of the. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Some of the high schools are are, are evolving quite a little bit, so mm-hmm. it might be different. You know, when when I my high school was triple option, so I mean oh, we, we yeah, did right. some of the yeah, reads and that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of on the fly reads, but sure. going and watching ties, you'd sit there and oh, it's on three. Here comes the fly. Here comes the fly. Oh, it's on two. Here comes the slant. So, I mean, on some of the high schools going in, depending on what school you went to, big time culture shock. I just said that you didn't run a sophisticated offense in high school. I, uh, it was very, very simple. Look, I I was going to say, I haven't watched a lot of high school football, but I've watched Big Sky High (laughs) School this year. It was passes on three. Like a, a deep pass. Like no, call yeah, it 93 yeah. was on three. 92 was a slant is on two. 91 was an out round on one. So, And then any other play was a run was on one. Uh, so, you know, if we get up there and quarterback said, hut, hut. If he kept going, oh, you'd hear his pass. <laughs> and I'd just be running there for my life. I just got to beat this guy. So as long as I beat this guy and the other guy coming over and the other guy coming over. Before. You did it well enough to get on the Grizz? No. You, you know, questionable science. Question about <laughs> like middle school, high school coaching. Because you three coach, right? Yeah, well, Colt really coaches. So I don't yeah, want to. Colt's the real coach. I want to take you down. I'm gonna. I, I show up and do what I'm told occasionally at my my coaching stuff. Colt is like designs the. Colt's fourth grade MYF offense might be more complex than the offense I ran in high school. It is my I've seen it. The wristbands and everything. It's it's this There's at least more plays. He's running a beautiful, beautiful system. I with young, I love with it. young men. Um I was I've always wondered because like my objective reality in like growing up and playing football was, you know, you spend X number of time you know, hours, I guess, of practice. But if you really, like, drill down to how many minutes of that practice you're you're doing offense, I guess, and I played in a place where you played offense and defense, right? Um, so you'd spend time on either side of the ball. We played 11-man football, Michael. <laughs> Shelby High may not be 11-man anymore, but it was when Luke played. Uh, yeah, I played I against Lauren, Shelby Coyotes, Lauren right? Utterback. Oh. And he, oh, yeah, the Yotes. He's the got Yotes. it. Shelby yes. Coyotes. <laughs> Thank when, you. When, when I came up for a Grizz Camps, I was on the Renegades team, and most of the, the guys on there were from Shelby. So Hell yeah. It was awesome. Shelby <laughs> plays football, Mike. I do. That's we really play good. football. Six man. Well, 
Damn it, Which Mike. is real football. I'm just giving you a hard time. It is. Okay, so my point is, the total number of minutes you spent rehearsing the offense every week is, you know, minuscule. You can't have very complex offenses. But I would go home and play hours of Madden football. So I've wondered, I've, all, I've always said, like, if I ever found myself in the position of coaching, like, sixth graders or something, could you just design a playbook in Madden and share it with all your team and say, go home, I know you guys are going to spend the next six hours and every hour of your weekend playing Madden, Pratt, run the playbook, you'll know all the plays, and yeah. then, like, you essentially just run Madden. Uh, Have you de- thought about this? There's definitely something to that. So, <clears throat> actually, yes. <laughs> uh, not sharing it, but you know, for us, when we try to call plays, like I, you know, we I've coached some of the kids since kindergarten and trying to, you know, oh, I'm gonna call plays, evens, evens to the left, odds to the right, you know, that that kind of stuff, and it's like, well, this isn't gonna work. So then it's. I started drawing up play cards, and then you make them colored to where it's just it's like they're looking at a Madden screen. So then you go and you show them the cards in the in 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 the huddles to where yes, it's kind of overlaying, and then you kind of gotta start to build the terminology. But yes, very very similar. Did you just notice how uh, Colt Palmer, youth football coach, just said, "I'm not going to give away my secrets." Did you catch that? I did. This is how you are the head coach of both the. Gold and silver winning uh, football teams. This is also how you know he is from a Bobby Houck lineage. Is he's not? He's like he's really the concerned. Bobby coaching tree. Opponents are listening to our podcast to pick up tips about his. True. Well, right now I'm an opponent right now, so he doesn't oh, want to give away next year. Until next year, we got split up. It's brutal. I've also we've had an opposing coach on as well too, right? No, we haven't. Never mind. No. Keep going. I, I've loved the idea too of of having like an opposing coach recognize Madden plays like while he's you know he's like that looks like that play you know like I've, I've, I've I'm going home to play Madden right after right this. Yeah. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's dime, what I would do. Dime outside fire. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, I digress. Uh, wait. We were talking a little bit about Eastern Washington. Well, I mean, yeah, we've kind of veered off, but I think that when we have players I, on, they'd rather talk. About I this. do have one question for these guys, or another another follow up question that might be a little bit of a departure. Do you guys miss it? Do you guys miss college football? Being competitive, like being competitive so, at that level. Before they answer, I've heard the same answer five times from five different players. I'd be curious if these guys align. Miss it. I could see not missing the preparation, but do you miss like the level of competitiveness? I actually liked the preparation. My favorite part was spending time with the guy. I mean, in the moment when you're running stadium steps until you're going to puke or, you know, lifting at 530 in the morning or doing the winter conditioning, in the moment it sucks. But it's just uh, that building a team. Um, so I think the the it that I miss the most, and where you're always trying to go find it, and that's why I coach youth sports or you know at work that you are engaged in the team. I miss the team dynamic. Um, then the competitiveness. I don't know if that really ever leaves you. Um, I like the regular season games. You know where I start to miss it the most is this week, Cat Week, yeah. and then the playoffs. The playoffs. There was just, I don't know what it was about it. You know, they said, winner go home. 
and they're like nothing's guaranteed that that to me is the part that i miss the most i don't miss yeah. i played a very high impact position <laughs> where you know you're you're beat up your hands and fingers and knees and stuff or you know i kind of had a developed a bit of a glass jaw my senior year so <laughs> um, you know that that type of stuff i don't i don't miss being hurt but i just i miss being you know part of a team that uh you know everything from winter conditioning summer workouts two a day sucked but you know just some of the things that how you get through it right you know we joked about the buffalo run earlier just some of the things that you know people you know how you get through it i mean that, that that's the part that that i miss the most is just being around the, the the guys in the team or i mean even like the trainers and the you know the weight room staff i mean it's just it's it's a really cool like if you could peel back the the curtain and people could see how many people are involved in getting those you know 11 offensive guys and 11 defensive guys ready to go on the weekend like it's it's pretty pretty crazy so that that whole team or that community that that that's the part that's that's super special yeah i'd kind of echo what colt said and agree with them 100 i i think that it's uh it's a rare group of people that have what i call a shared adversity mm-hmm. and uh I can run into any, you know, over five years, you play with a lot of guys, probably 200 plus guys. And 95% of them I can run into, it seems like it was yesterday that we were all together. And you just, it's like you never left. But it is, it's hard to, to get away from that because you miss that. You miss being around those guys. You miss all that, that shared adversity, those experiences. As hard as they are, when you do it with someone else and you do something hard with a group, you always remember the funny times, like the good times about it, even if it's hard, like two days were not fun. Uh, mat drills are not fun. Uh, but you've, when you talk about it, you always laugh about it. You all remember that one time the guy, you know, puked in his shirt. Uh, <laughs> the one time when this guy I saw him yesterday. Yeah. It's just like, like, like this, this, stuff is, this stuff is funny. It's funny to us because I remember a guy running to the, to the garbage can to puke and slipped in puke oh, no. and almost knocked himself out. Oh, no. <laughs> Plays like that and he's, you know, he's rolling on the ground. It's just, it's funny stuff like that that I remember. So it's just, it's it's rare and not a lot of people get to experience that shared adversity when you're doing something hard yeah. for yeah. multiple years in a row. And I, I miss that. Um, even though those are the hard moments that not a lot of people would want to go through again, you do miss it. Uh, obviously Saturdays are fun, you know, that's the... yeah. I don't want to say it's so the easy part, but preparation is very hard. And that's the fun part. Like even now, like I like type two fun. I still go out on my bike and backcountry <laughs> ski until I can't hike up the hill anymore. I'm laying there feeling like I'm having a heart attack. Like that for me is <laughs> like that type two fun. That's type yeah, two. that for some reason is fun. It's not fun in the moment, but when I get home, I'm like that was awesome. Yeah. You know? But uh, you do miss that shared adversity and games are fun. But yeah, there's, there's parts you miss. Is the amplitude I've heard of college football so high that when you get done, you have people be like, hey, do you want to join our city flag football league? And and then you're like, this is a loaded question because. <laughs> Luke, are you recruiting right now? No. <laughs> Luke and I played intramural um, football. You guys have talked about this. And we would, we would rock it. Like, we were great. I'd block, you know, whatever. 
until in the playoffs, we'd always run into law school. And it was all these former Grizzlies. Like John Edwards was the QB of the law school's <laughs> after, flag football team. After Dylan McFarland. <laughs> like, oh, that right. year he wasn't on the practice squad. Like, the year after, he's, like, playing left tackle for oh, God. the Law Dogs. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. Like this is real. More no, than no, I, 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 this I, before, I yeah. played intramurals one time. They're doing pass sets, and this guy's going. That I felt the juices get too high. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna kill somebody. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. Are you, are you guys, like, no, I gotta change it up because unless it's this serious again, it's not. This well, stuff. here's the thing. I played flag football for a year. Had a good time. Um, it was too serious. For me oh, then. Oh. It was just these guys were wild. And uh, <laughs> I caught a pass. This guy was coming at me like 100 miles an hour. But I was, you know, I caught a ball in turn. He was right there. So there's nothing to do but stiff arm him. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's right there. So I dodged him. Boom. <laughs> and you can't stiff arm or like block flags, but he was there. And, he, and his head wasn't on a swivel and he was asking for it. So. <laughs> Then I ran up silent and scored, and, and he threw a fit, and it became this big thing. I said, you know what? You guys keep that same energy play, boy. And we're just going to – we're just – that was it. That was the end of flag football. Cause it's just, it became an argument all the time about, like, oh, you're cheating, and you can't do that. And I was like, it just – yeah. They're they're very competitive, and I, and I respect that. You know, they're serious about their league, and uh, I think I also pulled a couple hamstrings on a cold night. <laughs> I had to hang her up, so – I almost pulled a hamstring doing coaches versus kids kickball last year. You pulled so, yeah, it. Yeah, you got to be careful. I pulled my yeah. quad on the Peloton this morning. <laughs> I'm like, I'm limping all day. I rode a Peloton today. That was nice. <laughs> um, Whatever you can do in the winter. Right. I had a question for you guys. Um, is is 2022 Bobby Houck and staff – are they too stuck in 10 to 15 years ago? Or are they still translatable to now? Because a lot of what we hear is, I mean, cats, <laughs> the hard thing is like vegans a year in and Eck in Idaho's brand new, but you see Jay Hill at Weber and Troy Taylor at SAC. And so we hear this a lot in our circles of, this isn't 04 to 09 anymore. That doesn't work. Or it works a little bit, but it doesn't work enough. I think if we had better quarterback play, we wouldn't be. Uh, we wouldn't be is it quarterback game. or is it Owen? I don't know. I mean, there, 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 were, there were some. And again, it's not any knock on Chris Brown. I just think that his fear to make a mistake doesn't let him cut it loose. Yeah. And that's where you see the biggest difference with Britt, to where, you know, he made quick decisions, right, wrong, or indifferent. I mean, he threw a pick, that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Wow. Go 100%. Like, yeah, it's, make it's a decision. Go. If you're going to make a mistake. Like plant your foot and go. Yeah, if you're going to make a mistake, make it with your hair on fire. I think that maybe some of the stuff that, yeah. you know, 22, 04, whatever, I just, obviously kids are different now. Society yeah. is definitely different. Um, we get a lot of medals and trophies and that kind of stuff and yeah. he's very direct feedback yeah yeah um i still think that that can work i think there's some some kids that, that that like that i just think that where we had our little bit of a slide this year i don't know <clears throat> like i said the, the the biggest thing we learned to, to luke's question earlier is 
we know who our number one running back is. They don't. Yeah. They don't think we need to play as many games there. Yeah. You know, if Lucas is down, right? I mean, I what? He's got an MRI. Fractured ankle. Right? He's. I mean, he's it, dead. I heard they're cutting no, his leg off. I, I was texting people. I heard. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> there is a funeral in the. I Oval wait for, for the Melinda family. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh I God. mean, <laughs> yeah. so next to Ken, we, we just notify next. Yeah, to I guess so. so. I saw it on Egress. Yeah, so it I, has I, to be true. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, okay. you know I've, I've I've heard some grumblings like that. I I, I do. I do know that it, it it's. It's tough, and, and kind of like we talked about earlier, like in the moment things are tough, but then when you get out, and a lot of the yeah. things that you learn from Bobby, yeah, and in, 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 in having that mental toughness, like in life, it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's it's different. So maybe maybe like a little bit of a rephrase. Um, has the has the game changed in your perspective as a player to as like a observer to the point that coaches need to change or the system needs to change in the last let's just say 15 years well i think coach bear was coaching when jesus was a freshman <laughs> right okay those guys seem to do pretty good yeah so you know i i think we stumbled i mean i think this year's stumble though was Idaho was weird. We've talked about this. Yeah. Idaho was just—he got out coached. I mean, let's go. Yeah. I mean, let's, no, let's that's just, fair. Yeah, I, totally I think he said that. Yeah, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't take him seriously. But it's like, but I think, yeah. I, th- I think Sack had a plan built around Lucas playing the whole game, mm-hmm. and then Weber turned into a, a whole thing because we didn't have him, and I don't know what the hell happened out there. Yeah. But then it was like, okay, we're back on track, and I think Saturday is really going to show. Yeah. After we have the funeral for Lucas, who unfortunately passed away. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think I said, Flowers. <laughs> um, and Malik Flowers is our option quarterback the whole way. I actually um, liked Bobby's quote to start out the press conference this oh, week. Oh, gag me. What did you say? I didn't the reports it. of the Grizzlies' demise uh, yeah, was, so were weird. over-reported, and Mike disagrees with this. I mean... But uh, it's but, true. No, it's because, true. Sure, it's true, because if so he Bob had had the right, courage to change true. QBs... We change? wouldn't be on the playoff bubble. Well, not change. From Brown to Britt? Okay, okay, okay. Come on. Uh, I well, mean, what, what I've I mean, been saying it for three weeks, but we would not be on the playoff bubble. Like, what I'm saying yeah, in, okay. in quoting Bobby is that this team right now, I think, is all right. They're going to be I don't fine. disagree with that. But and it's like lost to Idaho by seven, lost to Sack by set, six, seven. Lost to Weaver by three. Ty, how many conference games did you lose in your entire Grizzly career? Oh, man. Um, what was your career? We you... lost. When I was a redshirt freshman, we lost a few right. games. Um, but after that, we lost. Six was one. To Weber? No, six was zero. Yeah. Seven was zero. Oh, seven was zero. It was, oh, eight one. was one. Nine yeah, was we zero. lost to Weber. I think we lost one conference game and, and then uh, two, two silver medals. Oh, so one, yep, one, yep. We were state on my birthday. I think maybe instead of put, put it out there in the rain, the only yours, double. not Jason's. Yeah, now, is that the, is that the year where they came back and we got them in the playoffs? Who <laughs> wins, baby? It was. Yeah, we got them in the playoffs. Camp, yeah. They came to Brazil. Yeah. It was cold. Oh, it was great. Yeah, because yeah, it was no, the rain, it was rainy or something like that when you were down. Oh, it Denver. was it was the it was rainiest it was the rainiest game that I've played in ever. Yeah, it was. Yep. It was it was bad. 
All right, fair enough. A lot, lot of turnovers. I'm just saying Yoza. that, like, yeah. th- that's probably all true. But, I mean, we're in the situation we're in, so maybe just, you know, but I, I don't think, make bold sweeping stands. Hey, I, th- I think with Lucas Johnson at the quarterback, I don't this disagree. might be the best team in in the country, definitely the best team in the conference, in my in my opinion. And what I think Bobby's saying is like mm-hmm. he felt probably like everyone was counting him out. Uh, like this team is not going to make the playoffs or beat anyone good. Well, if, they, if they don't beat the Cats, they might not make the playoffs. I think they make the playoffs. I've, I've built some scenarios. All right, we can talk when about we this. get yeah, there, yeah. I'm ready. We have the Walgreens models. <laughs> so I, I, I have my the, the khaki game, pants. Yeah, the, I think the game's We're changed khaki. a little bit. I mean, yeah. kids have changed. I think oh, the, I think time. where you would see it more would be in recruiting, right? I think yeah. I think he's done well recruiting. He can recruit the type of kids that would respond to his type of coaching. So across the board or just defensively? Um. Because th- this is my take, again, as a fan. Yeah. I feel like you can pull safeties, linebackers, and defensive linemen out of Montana 24-7. Yeah. Like badass blue-collar kids yeah. that just don't fucking care. But the interesting thing, we talked about this a couple pods ago, is like we are on our fourth year with Bobby back. And fifth our, recruiting oh, class. Fifth. And our O-line is three transfers a redshirt freshman and a sophomore. And so some of these things, it's like, because you guys, like you guys played, both of you played with a lot of homegrown alignment. All homegrown, right? Oh, yeah. Same I mean, a couple had, transfers, right? Yeah, we had yeah. Verlanic, Chris Dyke, Taryn Hilsland, you know, a lot of, I mean, and then and most Thatcher, everyone else was, yeah. yeah, I mean. I mean, maybe you plug in one transfer, but it feels, like, here and there. it feels like this O-line relies on the transfer and maybe that's just the change of the game so it's not like an indictment on bobby it, it is but. it's interesting too with o-lineman too and colt knows more about the o-line than i do but i just think when i was there we we had some transfers we had the brent russells of the world JD and he Quinn's. was great he came and yeah. these guys all came in there you know they're idaho guys and washington <laughs> guys you know they're not coming from far away sure or big and a lot mm-hmm. of them came in early on you know they either were recruited or they were transfers early on but um the old line's tough, man. Those guys—they're in the trenches, and you got to be deep. Yeah, you really do. You got to be Bobby deep. Bobby doesn't coach the O line. Fair. So it's just—it's just one of those things too. Is that we got to? I think from a development standpoint, and the O line coach has been there for the stid experiment. <laughs> Can I ter- steal that? Which was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Stid happened. <laughs> oh my goodness. The Stid experiment. Thank you, Kent Haslam. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, throwing down. Utah State's next AD, right? <laughs> no, no, we don't know. We don't know. No. Kent wants to come on the pod. We gotta get Kent on. The pod. Anything, exactly. We should have had him here. We got. Uh, we probably should. Um, anything else about Eastern Washington? I mean, I guess. Like, I mean, we've kind of put it out there, and uh, I mean, I obviously firmly believe that if. If they've made the coaching decision in that Sac State game or in that Weber game to switch QBs, we might not be in the same position we're in. Weber, yes. Sac. Yeah, tough to say. We talked about this a little bit. After the after the Weber game, Bobby said we didn't want to make a change because we were so close. Offense, they got like 114 yards of offense that entire game. Weber. Weber. You're on Weber. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the Grizz did, though. My take on that was if I was on the defense, I would have mixed thoughts on that because it kind of feels to me like we're 
we're close because we're playing our asses off and the offense can't generate anything. Is that a tough thing as a player? Or do you just kind of, you line up and, and you know, <clears throat> whatever goes, goes. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that players are out there questioning coaches, but I mean, like, there have to be times where players are thinking, like, what are you guys doing on offense? No, I mean, it's 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 You're talking true. to offense guys, though, here. No, I mean, it's Sorry. it's it's true, you know, from offense to defense, I think uh, – you know what your teammates are capable of because you play against them. All you week. play against them all week, and you know what? Honestly, the hardest, the hardest days and people you ever play against, the guys you play against in practice. Like when we, like we played against the best defense in the nation every day, and you know a lot of days got our asses kicked. And there's no better just kind of barometer to tell how how you are as an offense or a defense than playing against the guys you play against every day in practice. Um, so you know what these guys are capable of. So yeah, when when your defense is struggling, it's I would say more on offense as a defense out there that's really good. That's you know, it's three and out almost every like, you know, against Eastern and these teams that we're just kind of yep. whooping their ass. It's in that situation where offense comes in and just lays an egg and goes three and out every time, you're kinda of wondering. I could I could see that, I can appreciate that. You'd be like, you know, what the hell's going on? Like, do we need to make a change? What are we doing? That's tough. I mean, I've, I haven't been there too many times on offense because our defense, those guys were murderers. Yeah. I mean, they just killed yeah. people. They were good. All right, Ty, to expand on that, all right, who's, who's on the Google machine? Who won the Scout Team Player of the Year last year? Was it, was it the guy that had the eight on his chest? Yeah, I believe it was uh, Daniel Britt. Yeah. So when he plays against the best defense, it's a, at least in the top five in the nation, they should kind of know what he could do against them. Yeah. It's kind it's of a fantastic point I haven't made. No, you're right. Hey, Brady Gustafson won too. So. <laughs> no, Brady's a good kid. I should Man. Know. I'm surprised. He's, he's listening to the Chris Van Potter. I'm confident you, all you do is talk into the mirror about Daniel Brett points. <laughs> but, I mean, bring it up. I mean, again, I think Chris Brown, to your guys' points, I think that if he played behind – but, a little bit solider offensive line. But like you like we've talked about this. Like he just doesn't the system relies on a more mobile quarterback. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I and I, I know that uh Mike thinks that Dan Daniel Britt's game's kinda like a guy that had uh, his number retur- retired number fifteen. Oh clearly. Yeah. Next Dave Dickinson. Yeah, I would 100%. say that to me, Daniel Britt <laughs> reminds me more from a competitor standpoint. Let's calm down a little bit here. <laughs> of uh um need I actually you know seeing him play especially yesterday but even against Cal Poly I agree with that just dude is not afraid to take a hit not afraid to take a hit he's got he's got he's got some juice and he just he's he's a competitor he's got something to prove he plays like it right yeah yeah, he's he's probably a better runner than thrower I think pure throwing when he makes the decision to pull the trigger Brown might be the better thrower but I don't think. But his his throws are all just the, the 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 guns, right? Yeah. What was impressive with Britt, I think it was the one that was. I think he had a couple to Grossman. I think one of them he scored on. One of them he was rolling out and he could have ran it, but then he had a little touch yeah. to get it over that over was guy. Team. And then yeah. you know, yeah. I think it was only like a six yard gain. But oh, no, probably, that yeah. show, that shows you some of the touch. I think those are some of the plays that on the run on the move that Chris struggles with. If yeah. Chris can sit in there. Throw a slant, throw a corner, 
I think that he would probably be a better pure thrower of the ball than Daniel. But how often do they have a clean pocket? I mean, against Eastern when they they, they left their football in Cheney, yeah, right? these last two weeks, yeah. So I mean, very out. clean pro, yeah. you know pocket to, to throw from. But you got to have that. That's that's what makes that's what makes it go with Lucas. Yep. And you know that that's I think to your point. You know, yeah, just seems like you know you because I watched that Cat Weber game with all the you know the crazy long snapper stuff and all that. God. And um, I mean, Malat. <clears throat> what do we call him? Thomas tu- Thomas Touchdown. Thomas Touchdown. Thomas. <laughs> um, he. Uh, That's his given Christian name. He. <laughs> <laughs> That's his government name, right? Yes. <laughs> um, you know, he he's a guy that he rolls out. And he either runs around the edge or he throws it. And I just feel like it was it was weird to me that they didn't try and do that with Britt at some point against Weber because Malat gashed him doing that. So I don't know. We've beat this to death. We don't need to go into it anymore. But um, it's just – I'm actually kind of excited about him. I, I think that he – I'm sure that Bobby will bring in a transfer because that's what Bobby does. Of course. I love it. But uh, I'm sure that uh, – I mean, I feel like he – I think he can make a, make a run at it. I don't know. Um Anything else on the Eastern game that we need to talk about? I don't know. It was cold. My talking box froze at the tailgate. I walked out the tail their tailgate at halftime, and they had a blowtorch on the. Uh, I've had coils. I've had, of I've the, had my beer lines freeze twice. One was a playoff game. I can't remember what it was, which is weird. Like like you watch on TV, and it felt like it looked like just like a nice sunny day. It was cold out there. It was not warm. It it was. It wasn't the most amount of fun. I'm really glad that uh, the game was over by 21-0. <laughs> it made it a little easier. Now, Eastern, I don't know. Good win. Did what we needed to do. What was that team in the South that's put water on their field? Water? Did you see this? A majority of them, Luke. The SGL the team in the South, dope. majority of them put water on their fields. No, no, no. <laughs> but to melt the frozen field... What team was that? Was this this week? Yeah. Melt field with water, with warm water. They put warm so, water on a field? Well, That's he's stupid. Talking on that, we're going to transition to, to you know, Cat Week here in a second. So we're going to change the subject. You went to Notre Dame Clemson. Yeah. Tell us how cool that was. Like last week. Yeah, like last yeah. week. It was awesome. So, yeah, we uh, <clears throat> for my little guy, we wanted to surprise him uh, for his birthday. So, picked him up at school uh, right after lunch. He had no clue. He thought he was getting in trouble. He thought we were going to go <laughs> hunting and things like that. So, yeah, we went to Notre Dame Clemson and not really having a rooting interest in it, but just going and see, I mean, if you're a college football fan, obviously that's one of them that you got to go to. And you learn fast. Well played, Ty. Well played, Ty. Uh, but just just the history, I mean, it was. It was in Indiana, right? It was, it was, yep, South, it was Bend. South Bend. Yeah, it was in South Bend, uh, 7.30 kickoff. I mean, they had A-10, Warthog flyover, everything Damn. from the marching band. To, we went and did the go to the Golden Domes, watched the bagpipers, did the Irish march. And then the little guy wanted to go in right away, and, and the, coincidentally, the gate that we were going in is where Clemson goes in. So Clemson <clears throat> team got there right at the time we were heading into the stadium. I think we were the third people in the stadium. 
So wow. we uh, we spent a lot of time on campus. So yeah, it was a 7.30 kick. We got there at noon. So we had seven and a half oh, hours whoa. to kill on campus. Whoa. It's it a big campus, though. I've driven uh, around it. Yeah. It was... It was it was it was awesome. I mean, it the, the atmosphere was great. The game obviously was was awesome. Oh, Start with a block punt. Yeah. Um, then they, they I mean they they ran the rock. I mean and, and, I mean they're a team. You know, not to compare Notre Dame to the Grizz, but they're a team that kind of struggled a little bit. But then they started to figure out how to how to Got play D. Yeah. And run the ball right, and then they got a quarterback that kind of you know game manager. I don't want to. Yeah. Really say that about him, but I mean, it, it was just, it was awesome. Just the, 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 the experience was fantastic. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's, that's incredible. And I was jealous of it when you were sending us some videos because what a game to be at anyway. Um, real quick, Luke didn't make this up. Arkansas. It was, Ar- I was thinking it was Mississippi, but what the fuck? it rarely freezes down there. But it froze, and so the grounds crew before the game tried to melt the snow by turning on the sprinklers. Oh, and there's no. this picture of a frozen field, and they've got like sprinklers on. At Arkansas? In Arkansas. Oh my god. Oh man. Because <laughs> oh, no. the sprinkler water was warmer than the wow. field water. It's just going to freeze again. Yeah. The South. <laughs> real, Science. Real quick before we jump to the cat That's why game. They lost the war. And you know, we, we should give these guys their night. They don't have to stay forever. <laughs> these guys heard it. Oh, my Lord. I, it was, I heard it out of the corner. I got it. I yeah. got it. Um, to that. Um, rest of the big sky, kind of a dud, except Northern Colorado won, right? I don't know. Did they? Fighting Ed McCaffrey's? No. Go. Dylan. Yay, Dylan. If it wasn't for you, man, you what guys man. could be Eastern. Um, <laughs> <they go famously. laughs> if we had more time, actually, um, maybe I do want to know. Can wow. you imagine right. being a team that's terrible? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, yeah, okay. And sorry. the dad, you know, the dad's got one of his kids is the OC, one of his kids is something else, one of his kids is a QB, and they're terrible. They suck. And he gets up there midway through the season and literally tells the media, "We'd be worse if it wasn't for Dylan." Like I can't imagine that people didn't just quit. We're three right and then. seven, and we are. We'd be worse if my son wasn't our quarterback. Brutal. All right, around the big sky. Portland State, Sac State got moved to Friday because Portland State plays in a high school stadium, and, and there the was some state championships, and so Portland State was on the low totem pole, and they got they got pushed. The D one football whoa, whoa, program. You're over. Whoa. So they moved the college football game yeah. to the state championship? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Portland State got smoked. Pour one out for Portland I, honest State. Honest to God, the only game that I really care about. Oh, Ash, Asher O'Hara did his spinny jump stuff a whole bunch. Uh, Northern Colorado beats Northern Arizona by one. Um, Weaver State crushes Idaho State. Cats score 72, but. Gave up 28. Gave up 28. Early, too. Early. Um. The the only interesting game of consequence in the conference was UC Davis put it to Idaho in, in Idaho game, in, in Idaho in Thanks, a game Idaho. where yeah, Jesus in a game Christ. where it's like just when we we're starting to think maybe you're for like, real yeah and, and it's like because that UC Davis win puts three teams on the bubble depending on how next week goes if it's Davis, Montana it's Idaho and it's Davis if Davis upset Sac in their rivalry game and the Grizz lose to the Cats. 
There is no way the Grizz are in over Davis. Maybe they both get in, but there is no way they can pick the Grizz over Davis. And that's the interesting thing because it's like Davis beats Idaho. Idaho beats Montana. Davis doesn't play Montana. I don't know. Who brings the most dollars? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, no, we're told that doesn't that doesn't matter. Only game that matters outside of the Grizz game this week is that I would like Sack to beat Davis, so we don't have to deal with that. We don't need to talk about the rest of the big guy, do we? Yeah, we do. All right, Mike. Northern Colorado goes to Eastern Washington. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> or Portland State plays Cal Poly. What's your pick there? Eastern Eastern or Portland. Let's go. No, it doesn't matter. No, nobody cares. All right. Um, all right. So maybe both of you just start by telling us, what's this week like as a player? Oh man! Um, okay, easy. so you guys end time. Time out. I, I already interrupted you, and no, you said, good. "Oh man!" But from the moment this Eastern Washington game ended, it's Cat Week. How fast is it, Cat Week? How, like, and how the immediate is the preparation? Zero, one, zero, boom! Week. The second I hit zeros, I had fifteen text messages going. It's Cat Week. Okay. With a lot of other things that get behind it, but <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you exactly all of them, but. I mean, uh-huh. Brad Weston, uh, he sends up it's Cat Week. Palmer, get your mind right. I know that he's getting getting a lot of them. Uh, when the when they're down there singing the fight song, when it struck zeros before the fight song started, they're going they're they're saying Cat Week, and there's some other words that go with it. <clears throat> so, Are, were you texting? I text these guys. I was with him. Yeah. Like okay. when, it, when yeah, it struck zero, you know who wasn't there? When it, when it struck zero, Chase. Chase wasn't there. Chase wasn't there. Let's pour another one out for the young lad. <laughs> and, and, and he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't answer his phone to, to be able to let us. You know, they sat there and Facetimed him like Chase. This is for you, buddy. It's cat week. <laughs> but like when when you were a freshman, you'd graduated. Yep. Right. Was there a text saying it's cat week? I do remember you uh, getting yeah. a hold of me. Oh yeah. Because you were still, uh, you were still your la- in your last year of school. Yep. Did class attendance matter on Cat Week? Of course. According to Andrew Schmidt, <laughs> yes. No, you've graduated. According to Andrew Schmidt, no, <laughs> no. It was. Uh, uh, let me, it's, let me it's, rephrase it's, this because we know the president's office listens to this. Was class attendance as regulated? Like, like if you missed like Wednesday. You were you were expected you were okay. to go, but if you weren't there, uh, nobody was. There was a little Let's less scrutiny on your attendance. Ty Gregorak wasn't going around and making sure you were sitting in the first two rows. <laughs> Where he was that week. ten weeks the prior yeah. ten the weeks. The other ten Ty weeks, yes. there and looking. Yeah, gotcha. Ty Gregorak and Dom Dasty were who we were making oh, sure. Dom. That, What's Dom doing right now? Dom Dasty, I think he's lit. I think he's he's, coach he's coaching a, a high program. school, yeah, big program. Head coach, in, yeah, Seattle? in Seattle. Like I think one of the big ones. Like, yeah, old old Dom. We're like deviating. Like you guys know me. I was like a big practice watcher. Um, Dom Dasty, you would have something happen in practice, a singular play that was the absolute biggest fuck up mess. James is walking in, the biggest mess. Everybody's screaming. Bobby's screaming. Fennessey's screaming. And Dom Dassey would run up and high-five everybody. Was he, like, the best cheerleader you had he on the whole was, team? So, <laughs> man. Like, it'd be, like, the biggest mess of everything. Like, Hudson's even yelling at people. 
and Dasty would be like, good job, good job, good job. That's probably when there was a fight. Oh, and yes, Everybody's yes. pulled him apart. <laughs> and he's high-fiving, and guys. Dasty's, like, the Dasty's high-fiving. <laughs> loving it. And probably saying, hey, you should have hit the kidney. <laughs> Especially as he gets he was those a defensive guys. No, yeah. but that was, yeah. Real quick here, I, I grabbed James again because uh, we're, we we're going to have to warn the guys on Egros. Oh yeah, to, let no, them know. I'm sorry, if no. we if I forgot this, you met one of your big fans at the volleyball game, right? Mm-hmm. You remember who? Oh. No. Starts with an L. Same name as this guy, right? Yeah, that guy right Luke? there. Luke Rounds, one of Colt's teammates. Old Luke Rounds. So I South Dakota. Yeah, he's he was in town for the weekend. So I just wanted to make sure you gave him a shout out because he's like the Grizz fan pod's number one fan. You do that. Mm-hmm. Say, so, what up, my boy Luke? Say something like that. Luke came through the tailgate. We had a little GFP meetup. We had a handful show up, and Luke was like on spot, like ready to go two hours before. You good? All right, say hey, Luke. Hey, Luke. All right. <laughs> See you, James. Yeah. Sorry, I meant to, meant to get that in the intro and forgot entirely. So, um, so. We, we kind of answered this, but we kind of veered off. But what what's this week like? I mean, it's it's a it's a week like no other. I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, what's really fun about it is that there's a uh, <clears throat> growing up in Montana, a lot of guys that I played against, and you know, grew up playing from when I was a, either a little kid and little Grizz football, who ended up going to MSU, or guys I played with in high school and all star games, or just you know, in the four years then. I, uh, you meet up with them again in this game and it's, it's fun. Um, you're not friends that week. You're not friends most of the time anyways, you go separate ways, but uh, I know a lot of these guys now and we like to laugh about it, but it's a, it's a competitive week and it's fun and it's, uh, you're prepared and nothing's better than whooping their ass. And I think we did it four years in a row and I have that, uh, I have that little nugget for the rest of my life. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> I make sure I let them know. <laughs> Kindly. As you, as you should, sir. Kindly. As you should. So he he's he has never lost to the Cats. Fun fact, I was on the team that lost to him for the first time in 16 years. O2 team? I remember yeah. that game. So do I. I just never so brought it up. That's so, so, do, so do I. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I think that uh, one of the – statements Bobby starts going and I think he brought it up in his press conference because they might have been thinking about November a little too much which is kind of odd where he always week by week yes <laughs> week by week but kind of uh, contradicted uh, himself in the press conference there you know right but uh, the games they remember are played in November and then it's I mean obviously it's getting to get into uh, real football weather uh, mm-hmm. I mean we had the snow globe game we had the game where it was I mean the jockey box was freezing, so I mean that's that's football weather, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So yes, and sir. that's uh, the fingers, you know. Except for this guy here to my left, I mean yeah. the receivers' fingers get a little bit more tender, oh. and then you got to get get the, uh, the the big ugly guys running the ball a little bit more. So I think that uh, what I always remembered about this time of the year is that uh, the fullback, H backs, linemen, we started to get uh, a little bit more amped up because we knew that we're going to be able to lean on people a little bit more. And then it's just, it, it starts to be more physical. Um, yeah. And the, and the price of playing pool goes up. I mean, truthfully, <laughs> I mean, the, the Grizz's playoff season started, I mean, 
two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Absolutely. After the waiver yeah. game. This yeah. is a playoff game for them, right? Yep. So it's their it's their rival. So yep. um but for me, whenever this week came around, it just kinda reinforced all right, now we're getting into why we were out grinding when it was a hundred and three degrees out in August. Yep. I mean, you know, you you're you got about a hundred degree swing in, in, in the in the air temperature, right? And it's it's getting into, you know, why you had been lifting all those weights why you had been doing all the the winter conditioning um that that that's what this week to me means and it's obviously the bragging rights um which which is special i mean it's it's just it's the biggest game in montana you know i've met a lot of a lot of folks uh through work and things like that and you know one of the questions i ask them this week is you know what are you you know they go oh i'm an ore digger I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a saint. I'm like, nah. Doesn't that suck? Nah, you got to you got to pick one side or the other this week. I mean, that that that's all that matters this week in the state of Montana. And I think that's what makes it special. I mean, obviously we're biased. There's a lot of maroon in this room right now, um, but you know, same thing I'm for those guys, <clears throat> right? Same thing for those guys. And I think that that's what's cool. I mean, I don't think of. I don't think there's as many where you're this or that. I mean, and we talked about it last time. It's, wow, I want any type of Montana team to, to win. I was at a retirement party for a guy that had worked for our company for 48 years, and he's like, oh, well, I write root for both teams. Why don't you? I'm like, oh, dang it, bud. It's the worst. No. no you don't. I mean, <laughs> you're one or the other. I don't care. I mean, that, that's, that's what makes it special. How about last year? When the University of Montana took out an advertisement that wished the Cats the best in the national title game. I felt disrespected. My wife's in the marketing team, and I, I had a lot of... Uh... Colt's wife disrespected me. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, we got some family ties to the advertising? Okay, okay. I didn't realize so, this. No comment. No, this is news to me. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, Eric. So look, they, they have the, they have the marketing meetings. No, we're good. So it was it was awesome. Like, should we do this? I'm like, no. Hey, look, I'm a big Alex Singleton fan. Now that he's in the NFL, isn't that kind of funny? <clears throat> I, actually, this, this is a good question for you guys. So I'm a big Cooper Cup fan. Yeah, now well, that yeah, he's Cooper in the Cup's NFL, Cooper Cup's making me a shit ton And this fantasy. might be different for you guys, but it's like <laughs> I hated Cooper Cup when he was a player because. God, he just – I felt like, first of all, he threw a touchdown against us every time we played. Was, Caught, but yeah. Well, no, threw. Cooper Cup? Cooper oh, Cup. Oh, they did the they little – They always did the wide oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, still doing that. Yeah. yeah. But now that he's in the NFL, it's kind of like, hey, here's this undersized guy from Big Sky School. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Huh? Did you guys find that, especially guys you played against? Hit and miss. I could see by Colt's face. Not you, you weren't rooting for Jared Allen in the NFL, Cole? Oh, fuck Jared Allen. Uh, <laughs> Go pack go. Fuck Jared Allen. That <laughs> Idaho game. No, I was I was there. I, what's that? 05? When he got like three personal fouls, he would have been ejected in the, common, yeah. the current rules. Uh, yeah, sorry. No. no. Um, 03. I think 03, yes. 03. Because I think that's when he won the buck. Yeah. Um, Didn't win the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year, though, because, you know. I've talked about hey, this At least before. they're consistent. Yep. I've talked about this before on the pod. He came back in 08, 09. That just horrific weird game in the dome. Yeah. Where we had a Chase Reynolds, two Chase Reynolds touchdowns and a Mariani punt return touchdown wiped out on. Yeah. If wiped he calls out. Was that Brody McKnight last second field goal? Yes. For the win? Yeah. 
where Mark Mariani got. What was it 12? 12, where Mark got, got where yeah. Mark got hurt with 20 seconds to go after yeah. catching the ball. Um, and they did a Jared Allen. I've talked about this repeatedly on the pod. So Jared Allen was there, and he was on the sideline. Yeah. And it was like they were retiring his number. It was his appreciation night. And in their little, like that big stadium, on their screen that's about the size of that, like, print on the wall. Mm-hmm. They ha- they played a highlight reel of him. And it was two plays of him making sacks and four still photos of him with, like, a, a dead elk. It was a spear. He had a spear. A spear. Yeah. And one had a yep. spear. And they played Very Tina Turner is simply the best. <laughs> so, like, all, like, the, you know, women from the, that grew up in the 70s loved it. And uh, that was it. And it was, like, a loop for, like, four minutes at halftime. And that was the Jared Allen appreciation night. But then we kicked a field goal and won the game. And I went to Pocatello's finest restaurant afterwards, Applebee's. Oh, I used Cafe Rio. <laughs> all, all, the I, all the ISU fans were like, oh, man. We almost, almost had you got guys. you. Almost got you guys. But Anyways, you didn't. Totally deviant. So yeah. So it's a it's a no for you. <laughs> no, I think uh, I thought it was Who cool for, when yeah. Troy Anderson had the block punt and, right. and that kind of stuff. I yeah. mean, it's what's the know, kid at the Rams? Um, uh, well, they oh, got uh, no, uh, McCutcheon. But Eastern's got a defense. Ebicom. There's some guys I don't. He's have a Niner. Him. No, yeah. where's Ebicom? He's not a Niner. Rams. I feel a lot better if it's a Montana kid. Yeah, I actually think that might just grow up in Montana. That's that's kind of cool. Um, if it's from another Big Sky Conference team, that's okay. But if it's from MSU, I'm, I don't know. Kind of mixed, yeah. indifferent. All right, because you played against good for him. You you played against Dean Fletcher, right? <laughs> Fred of Helter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, Mister Dane. Pretty well. I haven't seen him for a while, but yeah, I lived in Bozeman for a few years, ran him a few times. Okay, okay. He's a nice guy. Is it hard to sleep that week? It kind of is. It's a little bit of a Christmas feeling. Um, just because it goes so fast. It's like boom, 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 and you're there. Like Especially when you're playing over there. It always seemed like, you know, Saturday was over. You're getting treatment Sunday. You're in Monday, and the next it's like next thing you know you're, you're showing up in Livingston, Montana, staying at some crusty little hotel. I can't remember we stayed. It was it was nice though. They're great. It was awesome. And then uh, then it was over. The ass kicking was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's playoffs. So uh, that's the one game that if you ask me to remember a lot of moments, and I just it's such a blur. It goes so quick. You're you're so amped up that. You might be different, but I always felt like I just – it was one of those games where all four years, I mean, I remember bits and pieces and moments of it, but it just went so fast. So, it was just so amped up that you don't – So more of a blur. So it's yeah. like, okay, 2007, Portland State, I'm making something up, but you're like, yeah, this, that, this, the other thing happened, but it's like yep. cat game. You're cat like, game is just like – You're like, I had three catches. I watched this one guy completely light up a kid. We saw this guy throw up in the dumpster. Yeah, just at a few, game. Yep. Then we got on the bus and went home, and it was amazing. Just Brandon Fisher take a cape off a guy <laughs> in the window and pushed him into a bush. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? We need um, this story. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Walk we, were, uh, we were at your freshman. We took uh, Scott mm. and Teresa Palmer. Thank you for donating the Tahoe. We took a whole group over. Hey. Red freshman. Uh, we had actually years my redshirt freshman sure, year. I think yeah. it was Lule's last year. We lost over there. Oh, yeah. We were redshirt freshman, 
And uh, we were leaving Bozeman, Gosh. and this yeah. guy comes up to the window, and he's banging on. He kind of sees them with their jerseys. He's banging on the windows, going crazy. And he's wearing a, a blue and yellow cape, and he's got this funny cape. like cat hat on. He's banging on the windows on the whole block, and uh, Brandon Fisher <laughs> gets out, grabs the guy, rips his cape off, throws him in a big, like, pine tree bush <laughs> just just toss him in a bush rips his cape off and throws his mask at him takes his cape and rode down the road and cape out the window it was just it was hilarious she had to be there it was just it that was, was just, for safety because that guy was hitting no, the windows i mean no, somebody no. could have died yeah. safety first yeah. you were protecting people fisher was doing you know the world of faith he was wearing a cape i have no idea what kind of powers he had <laughs> so <laughs> brandon saved us all what is so? Both you guys have been on the team bus headed home after a win in Bozeman. Is that crazy party, or is that just we've played a game? It's been all day, or is that no, no? We we, we won my freshman year. Okay. Oh. Okay. It's so. Uh, you're not. You're not hitting it. You're well, not. What's, you're you're what's, not hitting your old East Country store and like loading up. But what's no. tough is what's no. tough Keith is you're Jones. going to the playoffs, so it's like you can't truly. Get you gotta get ready for next week. Luke, it's college. Uh, yeah, and and you <laughs> yes. when you're when you're in when you're 22, oh, like right, you don't get hangovers, right? Like yeah, you can I, like wake up and run a mile and I was hungover for three days after take Saturday, a heavy this dump and then like, figure yeah. it out. Fuck. Yeah, no. So to answer your question, no, we're, we're not hitting the oldies country store. Damn it, town pump, but. When you hit Missoula, <laughs> it's go time. There's yes, yeah, okay. That makes People sense. are ready for you. <laughs> yes, there's. What I remember a lot about that era of college football, straddling both of you guys, is a, there was a lot of Texas Hold'em played in that era. There was. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because you guys couldn't go out during the season. Would you guys just play Texas Hold'em in in like amongst the team? That's all we did. Uh, <laughs> maybe my sophomore year, I got invited to. A big the, football Texas Hold'em preseason tournament. Oh, preseason. Okay, perfect. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, Alan Sands was a senior. So whatever year that was, 05? Was it, was it the Blue so Oyster my, Lounge? No, it wasn't at the... That lounge. was my freshman year. Okay. And yeah, so he was over on... Uh, I want to say it was the uh, Kensington and Hollis House, maybe, in that area. Yeah. The uh, the Goat Bar. Bring your own beer. But there, there must time. have been 60 people at this thing. So yeah. yes, there were. You guys played a lot of poker. There was a lot, and there was there was there was social night. Yes, no. So there, there Wednesday were Wednesday night social. You know Wednesday, Wednesday like night social. Yes. You know that you've hit my college era when he describes a house by the court cross streets, and I yeah. exactly. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> close to the Dairy Queen. Yeah. 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 So so yeah, no, there 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 definitely was. Uh, yeah, that was kind of back when. I can't remember the guy's name that had the like the. Lizard glasses or whatever the I can't remember when they yeah the, the world the world championship of poker whatever. So I can't is that remember. what you guys would do because you couldn't go downtown during the season? Is like there Saturday was, nights you'd play cards. What, played, what would happen? Well, I mean, there's a lot of I don't know, probably just normal house parties where people come over and watch whatever games on and just whole group hang out. So. I think I'm far enough out of college, so I'm going to self-report. I broke the rule. Yeah. <laughs> so you weren't supposed to go in, in to bars. Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Missoula County limits. Uh, I'd go to Harry David's, if you guys ever remember oh, that yeah. one. I do. So the old hole in the wall. We'd go in there Harry and have David's a beer. Was, 
Uh, nothing, oh. nothing too wild and exciting, but you go in there and have a beer and, and, and watch uh, some football. And I, I think that's how they had a poker table in there. But yeah, you'd either do a poker poker game in you know somebody's house or garage or whatnot, or you know when we would bend the rules, uh, we'd go to, to old Harry David's, and it was also a karaoke bar. Colt, Proctor. Colt introduced me to Harry David's. Yeah. yeah. Corey Proctor was a deceivingly good singer. He, he could get up there and belt, belt out some, <laughs> See, these some are the things we, I saw a video clip of him acting once. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so I know he I was can, a performer. I can only imagine He's got a voice. what that would have been like, man. He's got a voice like, like a Cowboys. baby canary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, so um, what's Bobby like this week? Like, what, what do you think? Like, what? Is he What's the mindset? Is what are, super what are guys going through right now? Does he go from being serious to like insane? I think he's just when you're in like a team atmosphere with him, and Colt can speak to you too. Is he's just very fired up? He's he expects a lot. Everybody does their job. You prepare the same way, but he's just excited. He's fired up. There's a lot of kind of gamesmanship between the two. I remember they sent us a toaster one year. It's kind of lame. They sent us a toaster. Like, your toast. It's like, what are Wait, we, 12? Come on now. Who? What? What? The Bobcats sent us a toaster one year with a, with a message on the like side. Like a toaster that like, your makes toast. Toast. Like an actual toaster. Quite literally the Bobcat Yeah, team? I was just, I remember just. Was this a Kramer? We all said it. It was, Who's it was like one of the coaches. Yeah, it was, I remember it. It was so, oh my God, that's so fucking lame. I couldn't even believe it. But anyways, well, yeah, I, they sent us a toaster, but. Yeah. I remember when, I think it was Chip. Was it Chad Green sent a case of Pepto-Bismol to the DBs of every team he was facing? Because he's like, I'm going to give you stomach aches, essentially. Well, there you go. Respect that. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. I This week is so fun because, and you'll remember, special teams meetings were always the best. This week is the best with special teams because back then it was Greg Rack, and he would come in. He had a chainsaw, and he had like – he would seriously come into the team room. Back then, we had this crappy little team room down in like the dungeon where we had like it's the not these kids Now it's not this fancy area, but he'd come in there with like a Jason mask on or something with a chainsaw. He'd be ripping through the walls and people. And then, but he would bring back all form of like Colt came, and we just go in there. It was like a mosh pit, like people going nuts. Especially since we have Monday, just going wild. And it was the Somebody most lost fun. Their arm with if you were, if you were we not special teams, we yeah, took, took the chain, chain off. off. Yeah, come on, Michael. Safety first. A couple times. How is it nice control then? People oh, would, People would come to these special teams if they weren't on special teams just to be a part of it, just to see it because it was just chaos. Like everyone's getting fired up. Like this one, we do it every week, but this was ten times bigger. Like every former player that was available, anyone would just come in and just get wild. It was just a mosh pit for five minutes, and then it was back to business. But you do you just everyone gets up for it. It's great. And like Bobby is just fired up. He's excited. It means a lot to him. He's a big timber guy. He grew up right next to there. He's just, but he's a girl that's you know through and through. And I think uh, this means a lot to him. It's just bragging rights. I mean, you got to live with this for a whole year. I mean, I lived in Bozeman for three years when they beat us, and I heard about it every day. The worst part about it was before all these games. This is just the population of. The demographic now in Bozeman is like, hey, are you going to the local game? I was talking to Colt about this. Like, the local game. Local? Yeah, the local game. Okay. It's like, okay, well, there's a lot of games going on this weekend. There's, uh, you know, 
Bozeman Hawks, there's volleyball, <laughs> there's basketball season starting up. And they just it's just not like it is here. When you talk to somebody, they know Grizz football. Like you know that they're a fan, they've either lived here. Um, everyone gets up for the game. They know that this is Grizz football. You go there, it's just it's not the same atmosphere. And I lived there for three years. I, I get it. I've been I've been to games and I didn't go into games, but I've been around the game. How aware were you guys of like the media environment? Maybe E Grizz was like around Chris Lynn started it. Sure. Yeah, Chris Lynn started when I was in college. So yeah, that like the message boards were like I was in the golden age. Were you guys paying attention to this stuff through the season or even <clears throat> maybe more acutely so during Cat Grizz Grizz uh, Cat Week? Fuck. Uh, all right. Somebody's got to get. Hey, we got to get some push Yeah, yeah you better. We'll down. count them off. Right right there. Uh, uh, you shot got a beer. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mike's recording. Oh, here we go. Let's count them out. Oh, how are we, how uh, are we doing? Oh, oh. What are you doing? Thirty. <laughs> Two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. A third of the way. Eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, How many push-ups 16, Luke can do is how 17, many points the Grizz are going to win by. 19, extend those arms. Keep going. <laughs> 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 30. Cats have only scored 30 points one time. Oh, well. That's 30. That's 30. Okay. All right. I'm done talking. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's make let's make an agreement here. He's gonna learn today. All right. So is it, it's seventy three, right? That's the or seventy four now. All time wins. Well, let's just say seventy four. All right, seventy four because they had the one vacated with yeah. So you got another forty four if you make that mistake again. Oh, so you're, you're almost there. I'm just drinking for the rest of the night. <laughs> we have a handful more beers here. So I think it's tough. Like the media present, I mean, there wasn't podcasts weren't around right. when I was in school. Uh, yeah, this, the is, this is boards, a super critical podcast. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the message boards had just started. I mean, you'd, you'd have, for me, you could tell it was different because more, like Tyler was saying, more former players come in. That's when you know it's like, yeah, like, this is a big deal. Like a lot of the. The, the old guard is coming in. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things I remember so was when Bobby first took the job in 03 for Cat Week. Um, he brought Robbie in and uh, the twins. <clears throat> so the, the, the twin girls, I can't remember their names. I just can remember Robbie. Was Robbie like two? Uh, I think it was four. Oh, four. Ish. Maybe it was my senior year. How many tackles did he get in that <laughs> How many? He, how, he, might have, Six. he might have taken somebody down there. I mean, he... He was kind of right on some So he brought his kids in. Yeah, so okay. he brought he brought his kids in. And they sang the Bobcat Sucks song. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It was amazing. It stuck with that. me. I love it. Yeah, so yeah, the Bobcat suck. The they Bobcat really, suck. The you really know what's crazy? Really, really, really and this really maybe illustrates that, you know, yeah. the, the, the attention to detail he puts into some of these things. <sighs> they had to practice that. <laughs> oh, 100%. And they delivered, man. And it was... it was. Do you think... Building. No, go ahead. Do you think the Hawk family... Praise for dinner, or do you think over dinner? Do you think they sing the Bobcats suck before dinner? Oh, it's 100% Bobcats. Bobcats, see those kids know. Those kids know. Yeah, 
hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's the media obviously is a lot different now. I mean, these I don't know how these guys would do it now. Just all the distractions, you know, and the elephant in the room, the big distraction, what I think is going to be in our favor. Is those dumb shits at ESPN? Oh, you know, yeah. I'm proud that we're it like took two, us two hours, hours to get into this bullshit. Because this is this pod is what people all need. Right. Fuck all that. Okay, we are focusing on what what's good about Grizz football. All right, and what's good about this game? But you are right. Like, like fuck that. This this is my thing. Do not give those shit cat fans the benefit of upset of us being upset. That's that what they want. Absolutely. Like, I'm getting tagged on Twitter all day long today. We're like, oh, Grizz they fans. They want to come to a real state. Grizz fans are big mad. They want to come to a real Montana town. It's like, Bozeman has been a real Montana town for at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't give them that. Like, uh, totally agree. Just don't let them like feel that like win. And it was funny because I had a cat fan. This is my thing. I, I, I tweeted this. This is hilarious. I said, um, on Saturday... Cat fans are going to be chanting "eat shit" on national television because they will. They're going to do their stupid little chant that they do at weddings and bar mitzvahs and everything mm-hmm. else, right? Um, the SID of Montana State retweeted this, and so like they fully embraced their "eat shit" chant that they like. And so I had a whole bunch of cat fans responding to my tweet saying, "Oh, you know it. We're all about this. This is our life, and all this stuff." And I replied to one, and I said, you know, I'll take a Grizz win. Outside of that, I'm happy. And he's like, all good. I'm going to hang on to the fact that game day came to Bozeman for the rest of my life, even if the Cats lose. Which, I think, (laughs) I'm I'm good with that. I mean, absolutely. Because for them, it's cool to be a Cat fan now, right? So they don't don't understand, like, it matters. Like, we're we're here about the football. They're, they're, They're just there to... I can't remember who was saying it earlier. The, the, the Bentley following the Lambo or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, they just want. It, it's kind of like a Miami Heat game in the in the in the when they were what in the in the in the NBA Finals and mm-hmm. it wasn't full until after halftime. It's it's an event. Like that's all this is going to be for them is is the event. And I think it for the players. I think it's going to be super distracting. I mean, for the fans. I mean, it's just. Can you imagine? Like it's going to be a gong show. Do you think, really, though, for the players, it's a distraction? Everybody's going to be talking about it. Like, it might not be like a so huge... not for Grizz, right? We're here yeah. in Missoula. Yeah, we're oh, we're, we're locked in. We're working yeah. on the game. Yeah. So, but then then they're going to be. But the cat fans are like, hey, we need to make sure like the whole mud area yeah. has gravel on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a problem. Repaint those porta potties. Yeah, we got to make sure the porta potties. <laughs> Yeah. So it's Bobcat just, batter. Yeah, it's I, just, I like your point though. Like this, it's it's not necessarily. It doesn't feel to me like for them. It's necessarily about the game or the tradition. It's fashionable and getting college game day it's feels like the like the trust fund break that always falls into the like laps of people who live there. When the, when somebody else did the homework that got them through. Yeah, because um. Oh, for three God weeks. Is done. Three weeks. In the sense that it wasn't even on ESPN's radar to be considered. And the, the things didn't fall their way last year. You know, the games, they, 
whatever, this year everything falls into place. And I've had people, even UM alum, trying to be like, no, they're picking bows because this is bullshit. No. It, it was but, all because of the effort UM did last year, and that's fine. You know, it is what it is. They got it on the radar. Say they got it, but, but UM got it on the radar. But this might take, like, last night, if UCLA beats Arizona, they go to Los Angeles, right? I think so. Probably. So game day is like, what's Los Angeles 2.0? Bozeman. Oh, fuck, it's fucking <laughs> Bozeman. Oh, so let's just perfect. stick with LA 2 and go nice to Los Angeles got. and we're fucking set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Fox Too many F bombs to clip for players. Twitter, but <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone's monitoring Twitter anymore. I don't think there's any content moderation print. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this has been the most fun ever. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty so, great. So, uh, um, I mean, you're, I think you're right. Distraction, whatever. What do you think Bobby tells the players? Do you think he uses this? Oh, man. He doesn't. Does he care about media? Like, leading up to this week, does it matter? I know by experience, no. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> no. Like, but it's all, it's all games. Nobody cares. He, yeah. He's going to try, you know, just to, to your point earlier. He had his, I don't know how old they were at the time, eight and four year olds practicing the Bobcat Suck song. I mean, he's 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 very intentional with everything that he's doing. I mean, that 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 floral display for Lucas's funeral is going to be very very like, decked out. Right? <laughs> Rihanna good call Rihanna back. did her own song for it. Yeah, yeah. poured yeah. one out for him too. Yeah, there you go, Ty. Pour one out for Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But In it's just sweet prince. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's just one Rest of those things. <laughs> it's just one of those things that yeah, he's gonna use everything that he can do to get all those guys amped up playing hair on fire. And those guys are gonna feel feel slighted too, because I mean that's that's they a, should. that's a so cool thing. If game I day feel slighted as a UM alum, and it's much deeper than just a football program. If game day comes here, he's saying like, "Hey, look past this, only to distract you." But because it fell into Bozeman's lap this year. They just they just dropped bass backwards into this, right? He's yeah. being like, "We got jilted." I don't think it's going to be that way. I don't think it's going to be that way. Like, okay. he doesn't give a shit that Lee Corso. He doesn't care. Her, her, no, no, yeah. he doesn't care he about that. Doesn't care. What at all. he's going to be doing is being like, "All right, they're going to have the guest pickers. They're going to be everybody's going to pick against you guys." Ooh. Go show all the go go show Pat McAfee that's going to so, get up there with his belt buckle and cowboy hat and dive into a to a snowbank, right? Go but, show him he's picking the wrong team. But that's going to be this is yeah. the fascinating split of discussion is like the guest pickers, mm-hmm. where it's like, are is Montana? Uh, pardon me, is Bozeman State going to bring alumni of their program, or are you going to have Kevin Costner for Yellowstone, who? puts a Hollywood version of Montana like as this like super smooth like and so Kevin Costner comes up there oh I'm going to pick the cats because whatever or Jeff. because it's, it's because it's the cats that's on there they, yeah. they go to the cat game yeah, right no, yeah, exactly. no, we're in Bozeman yeah. I like the color blue it looks nice on my blazer or whatever yeah. no it's uh, but I mean it, it like the whole thing's just fascinating like it's going to be interesting to watch unfold because do they actually pick like true Alumni so representatives if, of their school. Yeah, I get. What or you're do they pick like Kevin Costner? Here's Justin Timberlake. It'll be Bo- Kevin. Oh no, exactly. 
Exactly. I think that Bozeman, like, I don't know who they get. I mean, I, I think mean, I, I, if, I'm, if I'm betting, it's going to be Kevin Costner. Kevin Co- it's going to be the Cassie JT Elsa. or something like that because he's going he's gonna to be able to take his Lambo from his little, you know, so, put the uh, chains on the Lambo and get, get on down. Did, did Giselle get the Yellowstone Club estate? Because maybe she'll show up. That would be legit. That would actually get me pretty hyped. But, hey, pretty <laughs> hyped. but, but to your point, well, I think if it's in Missoula, like our alumni, as distinguished <clears throat> alumni, you'd bring in like J.K. Marty Morning or, or something like yeah. that. I mean, you, you, God, you Marty. Have... Marty's going to fuck it up. You're, Marty's going to be like, Brawl of the Wild, I pick Weber State. We're like, Marty, what the fuck? Oh, Marty, <laughs> Don't hate Marty. on Marty. Marty. <laughs> It's it's Cal Poly. They yeah. Portland when it wasn't snowing. Portland State, Marty, damn it! Oh yeah, JKs. Um, oh yeah, JK. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty yeah. of guys. In fact, I kind of hope that that because ESPN does this sometimes where they mix things up. They do bring in J.K. Simmons, the Bozeman, and he shows up wearing his Grizz gear. Be mine, so, yeah, because yeah. he he he's, he's Grizz. He threw it up for the Grizz last yeah. year for the deal, and yeah. they'll get Costner. It's I'm, gonna it's hundred percent hundred percent gonna be John Dutton. It's, I'm not like even a Bozeman track. Let's uh, we let's, have the Dutton Ranch here. It's let's like, not forget that. Uh, let's yeah. not forget that Waterworld got a forty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Unfortunately, she has passed away. MSU alumni, Victoria Paris. Could have been a great option. Who the hell is Was that? she the star of the name? You're Paris? seeing that? That's awesome. All right. We're like two hours in, right? We're safe. Okay. I For uh, protocol reasons, I think Mike has left the room. Victoria Paris is uh, born, was born in Great Falls, um, was a pornographic actress, and starred in uh, Peachy. Pretty Peaches 3 and Sorority Sex Kittens and more and was an MSU alumni. <laughs> and I figured she'd be a great guest picker. But unfortunately, she died in Rexburg, Idaho in 2021. Okay, now that you said that, Brent. Hey, Mike, get back in the room. Mike, come back. <laughs> you would think she'd go to a school of the arts if she wanted to. That's right. Oh. <laughs> oh. Real thespian. Oh. If you will. She's a Grizz fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's a Grizz fan at heart. God, I don't know what you guys were talking about when I was gone, but I don't want to Mike, know. you didn't miss much, buddy. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, all right, guys. What is your... The two parts. This. What's your best uh, Grizz Cat Week memory that's not in a game? And then I'm going to follow it up with what's Wait. your best game one. Not in a game? So like prep, lead up, somebody did something outrageous, and you know, anything. And maybe you already shared us yours. I, I mean, I, I really love Brandon Fisher jumping out of the car, yeah, chasing Brandon. the guy in the cape, and then uh, throwing him in the snowbank and then stealing his cape. I feel like we've heard about this from someone else before. From Brandon. Well, while a guy named Willie Waters had a bet, we threw Willie Waters as a walk-on linebacker. Nice guy. I think he had a uh, he had a bar set up in the back of the Tahoe. No seat back there. He's just kind of where the spare tire goes back there. We did that after a Weber. Yeah, we game. had him sit back yeah. there, and he had no, a little allegedly. setup. It was just—it was a funny time. It was just a, it was a great time to be alive. It was a great time to be alive. I cherish it <laughs> every day. Was Was Jace with you, or did he fail to show up with that too? I think he was there, but um, actually, I don't know if he was. <laughs> I can't remember anymore. Let's pour one out for him. Jeez. Pour another one out. Yeah. No, I think. My favorite memory. Oh, that's a that's a, that's a tough one. I I I thought it it was interesting striking a chord when I sent because I'm not a big Twitter guy. 
should be. When I, when I struck the cord, uh, and just I, I just might have tagged a couple people in the in, in said suite, <laughs> and the wheels fell off. And it was it was it was not a great memory, but it was one that it needed to be done. Uh, but when they couldn't do anything, and you knew they were going to run the draw on third and twenty. And they they done it like nine <laughs> times, and they did it to seal the game. And I was the closest to Bozeman I had ever been for a game. We had been we were up at uh, Big Sky. My wife and all of her girlfriends were at the game. I was at the uh, we rented a house, so I was at the house with the kids. Uh, one of our, my good buddies he made gumbo. It was a great game. Awesome. So it was three dads. And the three moms were at the game, which, I mean, that was cool. And we were watching all the kids. And we were eating gumbo. And my buddy Shane O'Connell, I made him check. Because it, it was kind of like the Herm Edwards, right? Shane, who's checking in with us on Twitter tonight. So Is he's he going to appreciate the shout-out. So Shane O'Connell verified my tweet. I, I, looked, I had him look at it a couple times. My original one that I had tagged for Jason Seymour, Bob Stitt, and Mr. Haslam. Mm. He said, nah, you probably shouldn't send that one. So then I, t- I, I changed it up, and then I, I just put what they run out to. They tap it every time. It's kind of like the play like a champion. We talked about Notre Dame earlier. But it's like what the Grizz tap when they go out on the field. It says right before you go out, the pride and tradition of the Montana Grizzlies will not be entrusted to the Timbaland of the week. Hey, so all I did was quote the quote that they go out every single time it might have been right after they lost and when you're listening to the press conference and the green-hatted wizard of offense is sitting there complaining about how the fucking headsets didn't work but the headsets didn't work for both teams because <laughs> i gotta shut both off yep and and your two fucking formations and all this little swing pass <laughs> three and out and you know yeah, so I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of so you, you asked for you asked for a good memory. So this I thought was a pretty good memory, but it, it was just one of those that this is weird because Mike like walked around a block for this whole talk. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it, it, was, it was it was one. Of, yeah, like, he looks like he's cold out there, guys. So yeah, it was, it, back, was it was it was one of those that yeah that was that was probably one of my most Mike's recent memories. The pride and tradition, <laughs> pride yeah. tradition of the pride and tradition of the Montana Grizzlies will not be entrusted the Timider Week. I, I tagged there we go, uh, Canton, other people, Bob and well, but Jason let's Seymour. Ask you a question. Canton then fired Bob. He got it. Opted not to. Remember. So clearly, because I mean, of Colt, you. You kickstarted something. Yeah, this is because of Colt. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But it, it just. Your next athlete. Well, it, it, it's, it's just one of those things that they. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. See, but now i got to confess something. Because you've got a famous Bob Stitt and Ken Haslam tweet. I, too, have a famous Bob Stitt and Ken Haslam tweet. I was so frustrated during a Mick Delaney game in his last year that I introduced Ken Haslam and Bob Stitt on Twitter. Yeah, you did, yeah. So this whole thing could be my fault. No, it is. <laughs> no, that falls solely you. How long have I known you, and you are just now telling me this? I feel, I feel, like, I feel like I don't even know you. I think Mike should take another lap. <laughs> I, I second that. You do too. Can we get thirty? 
<laughs> He'll probably die. <clears throat> no, I mean, if we don't hire Bob Stitt, this Bobby Howe comeback. Oh, he wanted the job, didn't he? That's a good question. But he didn't in 15? Because he was still, you know, I feel right? like he was still getting paid then. Yeah. He might have interviewed. I thought he interviewed and they yeah. just, they didn't think they could do it that quick. Well, I don't think, uh, I think they nixed that one. Yeah. But Seth Bodner, when he came back, he, he changed things up. The Lord of Light. But I mean, so that the that Lord was a fun, light. I guess, a fun story on it. But no, there, there's just a, there's a bunch of the, 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 the non-playing ones. I think one of the, I mean, it's pretty recent, but I, you know, when you lose four in a row and before, I, mean, I think you'd probably say the same. Uh, and I don't know with with your kiddos, but I, I just always thought it was pretty special. Like this last one, being able to sit at the, you know, in Washington Grizzly with my son, where ever since he was, you know, had grown up, like when we were potty training him and he flushed the toilet, we told him where his. His, his, you know, stuff was going. It's going to Bozeman and things like that. So he is a diehard Grizz fan. My daughter's a diehard Grizz fan. So I think sharing some of those moments with your kids and kind of, pre- you know, passing on that tradition on what the appropriate team to root for is, you know, that I think that's been been pretty stinking special too. Oh, man. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Grizz Colt, you did a good job raising your kids. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I, I loved last year's uh, game just because I had uh, I'd lived in Bozeman for a few years and it was over there and it came back here. And it was one of my first Grizz games that I had been back to in a long time. Really? And uh, it was awesome because we were on a four-game yeah. slide. And then to win 16. that game at home last we year and to, to be back to see yeah. it was awesome. I was with all my friends. Cole was there. Um that was a huge win, and my one of my favorite things is like, especially with the setup last year, was just perfect because they went to the chipper. Yeah, and my favorite the thing about going to the bracket, yeah. all the time was just yeah. when they when they start talking about oh we went to the championship, and I'm like, you guys aren't even the state champs. <laughs> my favorite, that's my favorite line. <laughs> and you win the state chipper. Hey, I, I, I state, I, state sub champs. Uh, Co- Coach Cole doesn't tweet much, <laughs> so it's pretty easy to go back and do a timeline to find things. Like two tweets. <laughs> do you think he was drinking <laughs> on November eighteenth, twenty seventeen? Because before the Coach Cole. the pride and tradition of the Montana Grizzlies will not be entrusted to the team of the week tweet. He also tweeted. Pack your bag, Seymour. Which <laughs> <laughs> turned out to be true. He also retweeted fan of the pod, Nick Martins. No other loss on this earth could put me in a shittier mood. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think he was you were dr- just saying what we all thought. I think Everybody were, thought. You were drinking yeah. that night, weren't you? No. No. Water. No. Yeah. Water. No. Cry. No, but. Uh, With vodka. Uh, Shane O'Connell definitely the the the, the pack your bags one he th- yeah the, the other one that was going to go before the pride and tradition one was a little bit more fiery. Was a little spicier <laughs> you spicy almost, you almost want to know yeah that's good stuff <laughs> fun fact Jason Seymour lived on my couch upstairs before I moved to Park City Utah with Mike Ferreter Mike Ferreter was my roommate wide receivers coach and uh, Jason Seymour didn't know the guy but he was living upstairs on the couch. Linebackers him. coach of Georgia Tech, Jason Seymour. Huh. Really? Yes. 
Yeah. Well, that's fun. I actually like Jason Seymour, except his defensive play calling. So, you know, there's that. People Couldn't stop get, it. People can't be good at everything. Third and 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, we're we're Googling stuff over there. Um, How many games has Georgia Tech football won this year? Georgia Tech is ranked fifth in Coastal Division with a record of four and six. Hey, four and six. That's losing. I thought that he wasn't there anymore. My math is right. No, he left and came back. Okay, anyway, doesn't matter. That's a losing record. All right, it is. So those are both good memories of, of game week, and actually neither one of them is where I expected this to go. I thought both of them would be like some crazy thing that the coaching staff did to get people motivated, although you've told some of those good stories. It's pretty dialed in that week. It's uh, it's laser-focused, but fun. Does Bobby does Bobby fuck with people this, that week, this week? No. Our practice is easier. Ish. Well, you know, you get toward the end of the year, and I think injuries is a... Up, you don't want to is a, uh, yeah. You want to be healthy. Of course. Everyone's pretty dialed in. Uh, the team's in tip-top shape, if you hope, uh, aside from some injuries there. But, like, you want to stay healthy. And so you're not, you're not beating the shit out of each other every week like it is early on or in fall camp or spring ball. You just... You really... Uh, I think everyone's in everyone's you've played, you know, eight or nine games, you're just ready to get in the playoffs and play your best football. So you gotta be healthy and and dialed. So no, it's it's not uh it's not harder but it's more focused. Gotcha. Yeah, for for us, I mean we didn't have lights in the stadium, so I mean it was, oh, right. it was yeah. one of those that Yeah, because you can't you couldn't practice at six PM though. Yeah, yeah, no. So it uh, practices were like Ty is saying, way shorter. Like we'd have oh, walkthroughs yeah. in the gym. Yeah, um, oh, you'd, right, you'd go yeah. out do all like your indie periods, yeah. um, and then you'd have that's you know, a good team point, team yeah. walkthroughs. So I mean, it, it it really started to you know mm, yeah. you know pare down as far as the physicality of it. And yeah. Bobby really wouldn't mess with folks. He was he would jump your ass if you were screwing around. Like you gotta be locked in. Like, sure. All the details this week, like we were talking earlier, the film, you know, attention to detail this week is huge. Um, but he's not—he's not overly intense. Um, I think our first year when he was there, we'd lost to him, and I think he had gone. He had this—he the, had it cranked to eleven, and then he—he he, he dialed it back a little bit to where you know it's not another game. No matter how much they want to try to tell you that it's another game, it's not. Yeah, for sure. He did a better job of helping kids manage what to expect right like you know if we're going over there this is what we're going to do we're going to be on the bus this is where we're going to stay and you know that type of stuff and then okay we're at home this is what's going to go on this is this is what it's going to go so that's where like earlier we were talking like for the guys over in bozeman when you got college game day you're going to see them roll in with the big um home depot trucks and all that other bullshit right yeah yeah you know it's gonna be a distraction, no matter how they try to say that it's not. It's Probably gonna not. be a distraction. Yeah, for sure. And guess what? We're in a good spot. Yeah. I mean, we got pressure on us. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. They got more pressure. They're playing for a big sky conference championship or a, a share. Ring. A share. A share. Co champ. Co champ. Yep. A share. No head to head bullshit. So that's yeah. why we only got two. We should have four, but when I, we when we shared it with the neighbors. You didn't no, get it? Didn't get it. You didn't get a ring if you shared. No. That's right. I, I feel like we knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, they do have some pressure. They're at home. 
they're ranked far higher. Third. With college game day coming to town. They lost to us last year. They want to get back going. And I actually think they're a worse team, and they know it. They absolutely are. Well, what happened last time the Cats were this highly regarded going into Cat Grizz in Bozeman? Was it Lulay's senior year, maybe? Number one. No, it was McGee. It was McGee. Denarius is <coughs> ranked number one. Number year. one. Right. And Flugrad's team with Jordan Johnson. Fine. Right? Jordan Smoke Johnson him. and Tremaine Johnson coming off the edge. I will never forget. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we had the white. They did the new face mask, the white. Which mask. I love. They look just so mean when they have the white face mask. I don't know what about it. But snow white, there. Oh, yeah. White it's face like the mask. mask blended with the snow. Mean. So great. 2011. That win happened. Yes, it did. It. I, was, I literally I was saw it on TV. So I, I don't know if one of my Bobcat friends will ever listen to this, but uh, Cruz Suing, he was from Seiko, Montana, played wide receiver for him. He was a twin like Jace and Ty. Um, he, Cruz played receiver like Ty. His brother Kaz played uh, played defense like Jace. Um, what but, year was uh, this? Um, it was in 2011. So he works for the company that I work for now. And we were talking, and he's like, oh, well, I'm, I only lost once to the Grizz. I'm like, time out. Like, I'm pretty confident that he did. No. He claimed the forfeit. Whoa. He claimed the forfeit. I'm like, that's. First of all, that's not even how the NCAA rules work. It's just like it wasn't a game. I know. What a loser. How insecure do you need to be? They kind of tie as part of their national championship rings. From so par for the course is what you're saying. So, I mean, it's it's. But that's like Bozeman. They claim their rodeo championships, which they should, right? No, yeah, rodeo. <laughs> rodeo. Does it translate to? Football? Oh man, we've got some UM rodeo fans in the pod. So let's speak. Remember a couple years ago when you pissed everybody off about baseball or something like that? My aunt's a barrel racer. <sighs> yeah, my man. uncle's a calf roper. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know rodeo people too, and I'll tell them that's something you do in a small town when there's nothing else going on. Yeah. Luke's views don't necessarily represent those of the Grizz Fan Pod <laughs> and University of Montana. They are independently his. And <sighs> No, I, but... Huh. <laughs> Same guy, and again, I don't want to... Yeah, hopefully, 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 old Cruz. Let's put him on blast. <laughs> hey, you guys, you can get. You, I bet he'd come on the pod. He's a good dude. But so he, he was the one that week. was going to the, uh, the 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 retirement party. Then and we were riding, and obviously we knew that this week was coming up, and we're driving and talking and back and forth, and he was a couple years after Ty, way after me, and going back and forth, and he goes, hey. After the game, did you ever just kind of sit back and think, man, I really respect those guys on the other side? You know, I really would sit back and think, oh, man, I really respect the Grizz on the other side. And I could look at them and <laughs> this is probably the biggest dick move ever. But I'm going to self-report here. <laughs> I look back at him and I go, no, I never thought anything about the fucking Bobcats. I thought well, I was thinking about the playoffs next weekend, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have that. I wasn't thinking. Oh, so respect now, no, man. Because <laughs> you were just, God, you it. were just exhausted and wiped out. I'm like, if you're, if you're going hard, it's man, amped up because we just fucking beat the Bobcats, right? Yeah, exactly. We're going to the postseason. Exactly. Yeah. So you, 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 can, hey, Cruz, if you ever listen to this, because I'm sure that you, you might get shamed into it. Hey, look, our Montana listenership is. 
Really good. Yeah, I was hey. going to say, I know there are some cat fans listening. Right? Oh, here wow. we go. Cruise Wing, Seiko, Montana. <laughs> you cannot count a game that happened because you got your doors beat off. <laughs> so you might you might have scored a touchdown against the Grizz in in Wag Grizz, and I think you might have won that one. But we'll give you that one. But that that game that game does, happened. But does he claim Seiko or does he consider himself from Malta? He claims Seiko. Is Seiko a suburb of Malta? Essentially, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. all those Seiko kids play for yep. Malta. Yep, they, they, they got from Malta, but He was from yeah. Seiko. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good dude. Uh, wheat farmers and everything. So, I'm not actually sure if either one of you answered the "What's your best memory from the game?" question. We asked it like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I don't know. From the game. From a game. From a game. game. Individual moment. In the game, you said one play. Outside. Yeah, no, out, we're, we're do it outside one the game play. But now. One play or memory, whatever. Oh, a play or a memory. Um. I would have to say when we came out in throwbacks, that was that was, that was, that was, was cool. We had been there for so long. That was cool. Actually, it's funny. I was I was digging through a box before I came here because I was going to wear a shirt that uh, it's got a rock on hand, but it says block on and says wide receiver block squad. Nice. We're a we're a running team. Maybe an NCAA violation right now. Yeah, it has rock on. It says block on. It says wide outs and has two lighting bolts. And it's just sorry, it was our our group shirt and uh in that same box i was sitting with Kristen. she's like oh that's a cool jersey what's that one is our throwback jersey i'm like oh that's the best jersey ever and i was like we wore it once why would you just wear it once you know i don't know some people just don't understand is she <laughs> from missoula she is yeah this is true so i was like yeah it's throwback jersey and it, that was one of the coolest memories uh i had broken ribs that game but i did play for a few series that was awesome. That's that was, one of my all-time memories was, too. Whenever you ran out of the huddle, that was, we that knew. was really cool. Early, you, you remember you that? Yeah. How, how they introduced it with old Craig yeah, and everything. Oh else. gosh, that's the because so, the, the mechanics story. of that were awesome. So we we go up to the. And, and, there wasn't well, no 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 start start with like how they did the helmets and everything they got they got you got I mean it was it was months so I mean this was months in the making and so we're sitting there like we had no idea no clue and so we're showing up and. Uh, and I remember they they had taken our helmets, and I had gotten a new helmet, and the face mask was different, and it bothered me because I had these two bars down the side here, and it just my face mask it looked dumb, and I was mad about it. I was like, "Well, can I get my old face mask? And this is not my helmet." And they're like, "Oh no, that's your helmet." I'm like, "No, it's not. I wear it every day." They got oh, we'd switch your face mask out because it was broken or something was you know it was just old. Something happened so. I was all right, whatever. Who's telling me this? Who's, uh, who's this is uh, this is Stack, Rob Stack, yeah, old equipment manager guy. And Hack just made him deliver the bad news, you know. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, all right, new pair of gloves, please. Didn't get those either. So <laughs> we're uh, so this was you know almost at least half the year or more where I had a different helmet and whatever. Didn't think anything of it. We just kept playing, and then uh, Grizz Cat came up. And we show up in the morning like we always do, no big deal. And we go through all of our pregame warm-up stuff. And uh, when we get there really early, some guys go out and we, you know, we just throw the ball around and stuff. Then we go meet and we have breakfast and uh, we have omelets and all that fun stuff. And yeah. we go to chapel and have our team meeting. And it was during our team meeting. Uh, I'm forgetting it was the science building. I can't remember the name of that little tiny McGill lecture. Hall. McGill Hall. McGill. Yeah, we're in McGill yeah. Hall. Isn't that where your office is? That's where my office. Right. Yeah, so we go to McGill. Like yeah, we're, that's where we, chapel is. Yeah. All my. Uh, all my classes were up there, so we're in McGill Hall, and uh, 
we're having our normal just meeting. Bobby's firing everyone up. Every, all the coaches talk, and we do offense, defense, and give the rundown what we're going to do. And uh, fantasy talks, Paulson talks, Bobby talks, and and then uh, Mike talked and gave a prayer, and we're we're all hanging out. He goes, "All right, well, a little different today." He pulls out this duffel bag, and he goes, "We're going to be wearing these." And he pulls his helmet out and holds it up, and. Craig Paulson is bawling. <laughs> he's like, but he's like, yes, yes. And everyone's going nuts. And like, we had no idea. I mean, they kept this thing under wraps. It was the best kept secret that I've ever been around. I, I could not believe it. That's impressive. Because I kind of look back. I'm like, oh, man. You know, I thought about my face mask and it's different. And I got my old helmet back. I was pumped. I had to wear it one more time. <laughs> but it was a, it was really cool. Because what was nice, it was cool about that. You have seen some throwback stuff. And it's all kind of a goofy kind of iteration on what the throwback is but that was to the t exactly what it was in 95 when they stopped wearing yep. that stuff so it was yeah. that was really cool because yeah. you know colt and i grew up around grizz football and a big nebraska guy you know but i think we all appreciate grizz football and that and uh just growing up going to games when i was really young and then in the you know late 90s and 2000s we switched to the maroon and uh silver colors but that was so cool I, mean, I just remember yeah. being like wow this is really awesome like this is what i like as a little kid you know when we lived in brass and moved back like that was the colors and for everyone the natty and but it was it was cool it was awesome and, and the fact that they kept it it was such a well-kept secret that when we all saw it like team blew up we're like holy shit (laughs) then i mean but then you guys got in on it because the the warm-ups like everybody's wearing all the rooms so (laughs) it came out yeah so it came out and if if you were real intuitive and you know pads in the pants you would see we yeah we weren't any pads in our pants and a few guys threw pads in you know but um no pads in the pants came out warmed up seriously the whole like who was the captain for that game dan carter Oh, your captains were like a bunch of freshmen, weren't they? It was Dan Carter. <laughs> yeah, so there were. So we came out. Yeah, the captains were. It was a weird group. I mean, they just went out and then they sent them back up the tunnel. Go but everyone that came out it was, and and they played it well because like, oh, here's last week's special teams players of the week and something or other as captains. And um, you probably noticed it, but I don't think a lot of people would be like. Yeah, that's not the captains. That's weird. There's no pads in those pants. But no, there's no pads in yeah. those pants. And so, well, it's cool. You know, they went back up. They changed and came out after we ran out of the tunnel. But uh, that was a cool moment because it's something people hadn't seen for a decade. And it was more than that. Well, and yeah. just to, yeah. to, to, to pull that off. And like, the, I remember the the silence and then the scream when people mm-hmm. realized. Because it's like you're running out and it's like you're used to maroon and then all of a sudden it's like yeah well you run out you run out of that tunnel crazy and cole and i both ran out a lot of times and every time it's awesome but i remember running out that time and be like holy shit it is loud (laughs) i remember seeing my parents because my parents as you run out are right there right by the team in 124 and And i even saw my dad he he had no idea he was going nuts you know it was it was really cool to see and it was awesome just everyone was just ecstatic and not a single person i don't think knew Except for Colt. Luke and I knew. I knew it. Because uh, we got tipped off early. One of the yeah. one of the gals that worked the Miller Hall night shift was a, a equipment manager. Okay. And so I knew enough to I called my mom and I said, I need you to dig out 
that old grizz colored blanket <laughs> and yeah. bring it to the game for me. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, just bring it. And so I, I have it. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's pregame. And like the people we sit next to are still the same guys I sit next to. And they're like, what do you, why do you have this? And I was like, trust me. And they all run out and we've got it. And they're going crazy. It's oh, like, that's awesome. I remember telling a couple people, like, I think they're going to come out in different jerseys. And you guys, when you guys came out in the Maroons and stuff, they were like, you're so dumb. Like, no, but yeah. Come on, Luke. I was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And I, I started doubting myself. I was like, man, like, I got so bad intel. Like, and then when, the, when you guys actually ran out of the tunnel, it felt really personally vindicated to me. And then also, like, I got, like, the, the, the goosebumps. I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. It was really awesome. Yeah, it was it cool. Was super yeah, sweet. It was, even though we got kind of tipped off. It was still, like, it was still really impactful, emotional feel. And the cat quarterback, Destin. Oh, Mark. Yes. Made comments that he picked Montana State over Montana. Because it would give him more opportunity to do what he does best. Huh. Throw interceptions? No <laughs> touchdowns. Oh. No, we're not talking Bleskin levels. I don't think they're... Oh, poor Bleskin. Bleskin. Poor Bleskin. Oh, poor. Yeah. I think he just threw another interception. Uh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Cousin of a fraternity brother of mine? Oh, my God. I, that was the worst. What's your favorite game memory? Oh. My favorite game memory... See, it's tough to really. I was gonna say, it's, it's, how how do you follow up? You know, his is mine. You know, coming 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 back. <laughs> I was in throwbacks. No, I, I I don't know. It was probably my senior year. I mean, we thought we were really cutting edge when we came out in all maroon <laughs> the pants. Right, the, right? the, the pants. pants is a big deal. We, we, we looked. We looked like we, we did kinda, too. Kinda, yeah, exactly. We, did. we, we wore the maroon it. pants for Easter. Yeah, just like we did. Yeah, this yeah. this this last weekend. So I think I think mine on that is going to that cat game. We put into in '04. We put in a couple different formations. Uh, we put in a formation twenty uh, where it was J. Uh, sorry, uh, Jayton Simpson and myself in the backfield, and we had some counter plays. I think it's the quarterback coach right now. Um, I think they call him Grizz Cooper. Uh, so Coach Cooper. Um, we had a, we call it Fullet, which was our counterplay. So I was leading up through on Fullet, and both um, Lex and Coach Green were nicked up in the game. And Jun- uh, J.R. Waller, uh, Junior Waller, was. Uh, Coach Green was just <clears throat> green then. Yeah, just green. Yeah, so Justin Green, Lex Hilliard, and J.R. Waller. You know, I know it's J.R., not Junior, but that's, that's kind of how I call it. But, uh, so uh, we had uh, this full-up play called and went through, had a nice block, and sprung, sprung uh, J.R. for about a 30-yard touchdown, I think, going into the south end zone and just having him, you know, big block, cut off and the, the cool thing is sometimes you don't really know if you're going to have a good block right you know you make contact and you're you know piled up and yeah. guys on top of you and then, then you just hear the and you know you kind of look up and you just see him scampering in it was into the south end zone broke it cue the band give him one of these heading off the field <laughs> the cannon yeah, fires let's go goes 
go long snap after making a block to score a touchdown. Shout out to the, all my former uh, <laughs> long snappers. There's two categories of long snappers at the University of Montana. I know what they are. Tell us. Well, they're specialists, and then there's athletes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're definitely a Palmer. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't just snap. This oh, no. the cult was on the first time. This was another time that. we pissed people off listening. We had former long snappers yeah. DMing the pod. Listen, he had Aaron, good Aaron, Aaron, listeners. Aaron Held is Fans. a fan of the pod. <laughs> now, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against specialists. I think that's you know, whatever. You're good at what you do. <laughs> you can do incredible. other things too. Wait, wait, I, like this just, this just uh, shook a question out of the back of my brain. Mm. Who's mm. who's the best athlete of the three of the Palmers that played for the Grizz? Oh, oh he's Colt's not even. He's just pointing tie. Oh. Well, of, I mean, I don't know. Well, it's clearly not Jace. Jace, not no, not even. I mean, you got to show up to be. Yeah. This is true. He's uh. Yeah, pour, pour another Sleeping. one out. We, yeah. <laughs> poor Jason. We'd given him more but than 24 this, hours notice. This deferment is not something. I expected some banter about yeah, this. Yeah, no. Um, hey, man. I, I, I blocked. I, I knew my role, man. <laughs> I knew my role, and I did it well. See, that's that's. I, that's think, I, I think I said this yesterday. You said athlete. Uh, athlete, <laughs> yep. Best, you didn't of... say best football player. Yeah, this is true. I probably was the best football player. Yeah, he's a, this is a good football player. Okay. Not to be trifled with. All He's right. so sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Jace Palmer, 113 total tackles, 28 tackles for a loss, 17 sacks. That's a lot. One interception, three forced fumbles, one touchdown. That's a pretty good football player. Yeah, that one interception went for a touchdown. He used to give me shit about that. So, Tyler Yo, Palmer. Yo, Humphrey. Lex Hilliard, Justin Green. <laughs> Blocking for a lot of those guys. Not a stat guy. <laughs> Look at the career yeah, he made. A, this is a, yeah, this is a, that's, that's a good point. This is the best supporting Tyler actor. Tyler Palmer, right 14 tackles. Oh, 14 <laughs> special teams tackles. All special teams. Offense. Being on kickoff. GoGrizz.com absolutely hates you because they, they don't show your receiver statistics. Um, That's disappointing. So make them up. <laughs> yeah, 132 catches, 32 touchdowns, 3,000 yards. yards. <laughs> so so my, my favorite memory of Ty playing. I, Jay, Why Jace does it is, show this? This is so weird. I think Jace had a big play. Was it South Dakota State? Did he have? No, that was Severin Campbell that had the, the scoop and score, right? Oh, yeah, Severin. Yeah. Jace had one against, uh, I can't remember who it was. It might have been, oh, I can't remember, maybe Weber. He gotcha. picked the ball. It was Weber. He picked the ball and took it like 72 yards. Yeah, so yeah. Jace was rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. So I think Jace had a big sack in the, the comeback in the South Dakota State game. Oh, he had a like sack a, and had a Yeah, and the then playoff he, had a, game? he had a touchdown. Was I think it was back-to-back. Back. Jace had a sack. Set I think had it was the, a sack forced fumble. That's like and, uh, you got uh, to cut uh, the next the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then my favorite tie memory was we were down in Flagstaff in overtime. Walk off, screen pass, touchdown. I actually remember that this guy. play. Right, yeah. yeah. Bada right. bing. Tied. Trying to find my way. 886 yards, six receiving touchdowns. Yeah. 
We're, we're regret, struggling to find the Gold Grizz. 14 tackles. It's, you regret. It's, it's tough on the. We gotta talk well, about it. I got a question. Go ahead, you first. Does Mark ever thank you for you taking the double teams so that he could, you know, get the easy balls? <laughs> it How much was of his always Titans very surprising to me watching uh, watching film that nobody would guard him. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I mean that like, and I mean that this way. Mark is a tremendous, amazing receiver. Good athlete, faster than shit, quick, shifty, like. Hands like glue, but we would watch film and I'd be like, and we'd all see it. Like we used to call, he was on the right, I was on the left. Every once in a while we changed sides because of formations, but it was like, we'd joke and be like, oh, it's the lonely left. We caught the lonely left. <laughs> and then, but it was amazing because teams would not, it was like they wouldn't prepare for him. They wouldn't take him serious. And it happened year after year. Weird. And you would sit there and you would just watch, you know, we'd have a strong side, just, you know, safety, linebacker, everyone over the top and left. Because we always had a tight end on my side. So that's probably a lot of it. But, like, they just didn't respect him. And he just he just fucking tore people apart. It was <laughs> nice. hilarious, you know. It's amazing. And it, it was, man. It was fun to watch. And every once in a while, you know, and then football's all about opportunities, you know. You just you either get open or you don't. Even when you're open, somebody's more open. So yeah. you just you just take what you get. But I just found it hilarious. It's like, no reason to guard this guy? Well, shit. Go get him, buddy. Like, Mark's one of my best buddies. Love him to death. And he's a tremendous athlete. Like, he's a great receiver. And uh, he's a hilarious guy. But, yeah, I just always found it just mind-blowing that they just, yeah, they just didn't guard the guy. And when they did, I mean, if they, they would always go to man-to-man, that was just that was a terrible idea. Bad move. So. But all in all, yeah, I just sat over there all lonely and I was thinking about your... something to come my way. And but you know, I, I think I might be the the leading third down conversion receiver in Montana history. Hey, I think Mike Ferrer told me that once. We'll take that. Yeah, so I'll take that. If we needed a first down, they'd just throw me across the middle. I was a big target. There's nothing wrong in life of being the clutch guy. Yeah, I'll, I'd take it all day long. I can't claim that because I, I don't know for sure, but Mike told me that one time. No one's done the It's official on the Grizz Fan Podcast. Yeah, if, so Mike, if Mike We're, says, we're the unofficial yeah. official podcast. If, if Mike Ferris says it's true, then it's true. There's that There's that. Uh, that concept where it takes like 10 times the effort to disprove something that's false, right? So this is now fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to the nerd that's going to have to figure this out. If we say it three times, it's true. <laughs> that's how it works and. Did, did you ever have a touchdown where you're like, I should have celebrated more? Yeah, there was one against Idaho State where uh, it was in the northwest part of the end zone there, so the visitor's tunnel that Burke was through. I dove for. I was talking about this the other day, and I dove for and I landed. And the guy landed on top of me, and he actually broke my ribs. I broke my ribs a lot. Broke my ribs, and I remember getting up to celebrate, and like Ferreter came and chest bumped me. I could tell you can see on the there's an old video where I go to jump up, and you see like all of a sudden the, it hits me. I'm like, oh, it's not right. Oh, I kind of yeah. I don't even get off the ground. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's like it's it's got a little bit sad, and um, I had to run down on kickoff next. So I was, oh, I, was no, a, I was two on kickoff, so I'm running down. I remember running down and just felt this like click 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 like oh, someone just whacking wow. two sticks together. And then, but you're also trying to breathe at the same time. So, it's, you know, that's my not being able to breathe sound. So, but you think you should have celebrated at the end. But of I that wish one. I would have been more pumped about that one. <laughs> I was excited about it, but I just couldn't breathe well. Back to youth football, I always thought that if I coached like a, a, a young team, I would say, 
the the score does not count unless you celebrate it. Like we should encourage kids. party on the pile. Get, Absolutely, get western. Is there are there rules against this? Do you have to hand the ball back to the ref, or can you dance? The job's to score touchdowns. Act like you've done it before. Yeah. That's what we. No, that's what we coach. No, there we go. No, that's what we coach. Do you struggle balancing like uh, a like a professional level seriousness in your youth football <laughs> versus like this needs to be fun? Oh no, no, we have we we have fun. We have, we we have a lot of fun. So we, it's 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 one of those that I think. We have fruit the, the, after the game. No, we have, we, have, we have we have fruit at halftime. Uh, no, I think the biggest thing is no. We want to celebrate. What is difficult is like in the youth stuff is like they watch Sunday Sundays right, and they make it about them. Yeah. If they celebrate with their team. I don't care. Like I, that's the thing. I want them all. They do the side bump or what? The up top. Yeah. Crap. You know, I'm cool with that. But when they make it about them. And I, that, that's the big thing that we try to coach because, I mean, we, we read all the, the stats for those guys. I think that you might see that it had, like, two catches. <laughs> and that's it. But it's just I'm trying to teach it, like, for us, like, you can't go score that touchdown. He can't break his ribs against Idaho State if, you know, that old people, line doesn't people are you know, doing block job. and throw it in. So it's just one of those things that if they're celebrating as a team, totally cool with that. Uh, but it's not the, the – what's the – that one dance thing that – Oh, the dirty bird? Yeah, no, not the, the gritty. gritty. The gritty, yeah, the gritty. Oh, yeah, we had one kid. I'm old. We had one kid the do gritty. the gritty, in one of our games. <laughs> nope. No, I, I really like that, and and I think you're probably a great youth. I, I have no idea, but you're probably a great youth sports uh, coach because the best, perhaps the best. Two teams in the chipper. <laughs> There's two yeah. different teams. Yeah, Max Gross head coach right here. But celebrating <laughs> like team wins over individual wins is something society needs. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and has his language and has 100%. always needed. And you were that kind of player. You're a freaking yeah. fullback. Yep. Your success was other people's victory. Um, so anyway, I, I I I kind of think that's cool. But I would demand so then, a then, touchdown dance. Then then the touchdown dance as a team, totally okay with that. Yeah. But if they did, if they did it. About me, because that's the biggest thing that we were trying. Like I said earlier, the thing that I missed the most, the it or whatever we, I don't know how it was, is is the team. Okay. And just trying to teach the kids that you're a part of something special, that it's not an individual. Thinking about touchdown celebrations, like what happens after, like the best outcome on a football play, right? Can you guys talk to me a little bit about the shit talk that happens on the field between? Oh. My well, first of all, who's a whole, who did you guys play with who were great shit talkers? Seegers. Hilarious shit talkers. <laughs> and then did you guys ever get caught with something like where someone shit talked to you and you were like, oh, that was good? There's a, I think there's a lot of different types of, uh, of shit talking going on out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like Cole go first, but, but ours, well, ours, gonna... ours was more of a hilarious, uh, like, Mark and I used to do a lot of weird things like to people, just like make them feel real uncomfortable. Like we used to do this thing called the Dickum, oh, where God. we'd be we'd be lining doubles, and it wasn't a pass player. And he would just he would just run a bubble, so he's got to follow him. I just come ear hole him, and then we both go up to him, and be like, "Excuse me, sir, are you doing fine?" 
Just, just really weird. The comments like, "Let us help you up." <laughs> just, you know, but it's just. I think when you do, uh, we always like the, on this the strange side of things. Just make them uncomfortable, and then you get mad about it, and you just continue to be overly polite. Yeah, <laughs> kill them with kindness in a weird way. It just we always thought it was funny. You just always set guys up for just horrible things to happen to them, and then just come at them in a weird way that would just make them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Just always be helping them up, be overly kind, and they would just—they would hate it. I mean, they would go nuts because we're playing with a bunch of DBs. We're, you know, we're just a couple of little, little Montana guys, little white Montana guys out there, just trying to be, trying to be just your buddy, overly polite. <laughs> yeah. And uh, nobody, nobody really liked that very much. So yeah, it was, it was always entertaining. It was funny. So, but I mean, then there's guys like Colt. Who I know is just a master of his craft. <laughs> I imagine, and I don't want to, I don't want to pigeonhole you here, Colt. But I imagine you were a real dark shit talker. Not were you intense? No, I, I didn't talk. I didn't talk much, um, because you know, the guys that like to talk are out on the outside where the pretty guys are, where they can see in you know, they corners. Can see you talking. corners, 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 and receivers. receivers. Yeah, no, yeah. Mine was more like you're banging on somebody over and over and over and over. So it was kind of shit talking, but it was more of your actions. So my favorite part was you'd get in somebody's head. Like some plays, like Tyler was saying earlier, you'd cut them. You'd come out and you'd cut them. You'd cut them. You'd cut them. And then they start to go and get their hands down. Then you'd truck them. And then you'd obviously let them know about it. Um, so you'd do that type of stuff. And, um, you know, my, my favorite is uh, when you would get up and I just always had a point at the scoreboard. You know, because a lot of people try to talk to me and be like, oh, okay, all right, well, I'll, you. I'll, I'll see you on the next play. All right, we'll be right back here. Tap them on the head and go, right up there, buddy. Or, or you'd have a big block that you'd score a touchdown. Be like, hey, I think this one's going to be on replay. You're going to want to see that one. <laughs> <laughs> right up there. What I imagine is, is Colt running me over and him like on top of me. And him just whispering, "You're gonna die alone," or it's like something, <laughs> like something really Jesus. dark. Oh, you know, like, yeah, like no. if someone told me I sucked, I'd be like, "Whatever, you suck." But if he was like, "I gotta just imagine some real psychological darkness from you, Colt." Oh no, I well, my my favorite was when they would try to talk shit back to you, and oh, then yeah. you wouldn't respond, and then they just kept talking. And then you just keep coming, cutting, doing all those other things, knock them over, and then or you know, truck them, and then you just point up, hey, that was a pretty good, that was a pretty good touchdown. You're, gonna, so, you're probably you're probably gonna want to see that one. Uh, that was that was that was gonna make our highlight film. Yeah. <laughs> Silence sometimes really is the is the best. Oh yeah, no, there 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 was a uh, yeah. We were all pretty quiet on the edge, but there was some funny. Like I was saying, there was some funny times. We just kind of do some weird things, but I think uh, I think the overall theme of like our teams and Colton just more actions speak louder than words type of deal. But Lavander Seeger's hands down the best shit talker I've ever been around. Really? Hands down. Hands down. Be. Hands down. <laughs> Take it. Um, we haven't actually talked about the game. I'm having so much fun. Me too. Yeah. There's, there's, there's not this much, right. <laughs> there's not much to add to the game, quite frankly. Here's, here's what's going to happen. Cats defense is way overrated. Their offense is more one-dimensional than they realize. Grizz are going to beat them, and it's not going to be close. Brent, tell God me. Damn. All right. Uh, There's your scouting report. That's, that's the scouting report that's from it. Huge. No, I'm done. No, that's <laughs> it. Brent, I want you to point out, like, the 
the delta, the difference between like their offensive production running versus passing. This is a, like a, a interesting cats number one offense statistically. Statistically, they're the conference. number one. Grizz number one defense. Cats best rush offense. Grizz best rush defense. Strength on strength. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. <laughs> you know, you move to passing like the. Something's got to give, baby. The Grizz pass offense is eighth. The Cat defense is eighth. I don't know. Like, it's an interesting thing because it's like, what's the Cat's rush defense? Is, uh, that's a great question. Rushing defense. Montana State is fourth. 132 per game. What's their pass defense? Pass defense is... Eighth. 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 Okay. 241 a game. Hmm. What are the Cats' best wins? Weber State, when all the, the Weber guys snapped the, I mean, all the We can't use yeah. Weber. Because, I mean, they're, they're, they're long snapper. Maybe Davis early before they got hot? Davis before they got hot. What's their what's their best so Davis right now you're saying is their best win? Honestly, their opponent's record I mean, and the Grizz opponent's record are not that different. I mean, um I they would hang their hat on their best win is the the Weber win. Regardless of how weird it was. So in the Weber game, again, I don't watch any cat games. So I watched that one, but yeah. So four snaps over the head. Six was it? Two punt return touchdowns? Was it three return touchdowns? They have a punt return and a kick return. Okay. So the 14 points, and we were snapped eight points in the end zone. Not to and mention the short driving. fields that they got from those safety punts. And so they were cats. driving to win the game at the end. And if the guy hadn't dropped it, they were going to win it. Yeah. Like So was... Cats wins are McNeese State, Moorhead State. They got steep road by Oregon State. They beat Eastern Washington on a interception where the guy was fully laying on his back on the ground. The ball bounced up in the air. Um, they beat Davis 41-24. And this is their their run now. Idaho State, Northern Colorado, Weber State by five, even though Weber State snapped four punts into the end zone. Northern Arizona by Three. Three, and Cal Poly. By and that was the Hail Mary heard around the world. Which one was that? NAU? NAU, to where they got it set up in a field goal range to kick it in. Late, right? Yeah, late, late. Yeah, I was going to OT, but then, yeah, they had like a late bomb. Yeah. And NAU, box score, NAU. This is the thing, but, but this, uh, RJ Martinez passed for 452 yards. 452 yards in the game. So are you more confident in a rushing offense or a run-stopping defense? Here's the thing. I don't think any team in the country runs the zone better than the Cats. They do it well. They do it so freaking well. I mean, granted, it was Cal Poly, so who cares? I mean, it's it's hard to measure, but... We ran the zone pretty well against them, too. Yeah. Like, what they, they had like five hundred and something yards on the ground against Cal Poly. So how did they? Was so on the Weber game, because they were down big before the long snapper kind of lost his five fifty four on the ground against Poly. My sense, 
They set a conference record. Oh, wow. Because the Cats... I guess Poly, so... Let's... The Cats have the worst passing offense, right, in the conference? It's because of Thomas Touchdown. Thomas His Christian name, Thomas Touchdown. <laughs> Luke, you are correct. 190 a game. Now, they don't have to be good, right? Like, the, what they what they do is they they count the people in the box, and they're like, oh, shit, we got eight <laughs> dudes in the box, single high safety, and Thomas Touchdown has to <laughs> throw a prayer. Throw a prayer. Because Jump ball. They do it. Pretty fades. well. He hits it's the fades every, more than I think he should. It's amazing. I was so told about that. It, it looks like um, last year when he got a shot, he came in. I was like, these receivers are absolutely making the most amazing plays, catches, 100 percent of the time. Like it didn't fail. It was impressive. And after 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 five or six or seven, eight, nine, ten, you're like, wow, maybe it is good throws, but you want. You want average catches and great throws, not great catches and average throws, and there's a lot of great catches and average throws. That's just what and, I saw. And they have a good receiver. That matters. They do. They have one good receiver, and he runs like a very limited number of routes, and Thomas Touchdown has very, like, you know, he has to make like two or three the, different uh... throws. At five or six different points of the game. Willie Patterson. And so I, I, I feel like mm. while, while I, I want to say it's really easy to stop a one-dimensional offense, <laughs> if he gets one-on-one matchups and just has to, like, convert a few third downs, right? Like a, a few third and fives, third and fours, where we're stacking the box. Yeah. Like, I can totally see how this offense is, is kind of tough. Tougher to to stop than like a, a normal team this one dimensional. Yeah. But I kind of picked the Grizz. I think like a team this one dimensional when we have Justin Ford, they're gonna mat. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna box right. Like they're gonna Justin Ford's gonna shadow this dude, lock him down. Hopefully. And, and we'll be able to bring the heat yeah. to stop the run. What I've been told by people that like watch a lot of the Cats is. What they do in their passing game is verticals, and they just throw the fades. So it requires you to respect it, whether it works or not. And then whichever way Thomas goes, or Sean, I guess Chambers, there's like a tight end going the other way. So, and so they try to link him back. Kind of what they've been doing with uh, Mitch lately. Yeah, linking back. Right. Open, wide open. And yeah. so it's just like it's like this thing is like you've got sidelines for the verts and then you've got the offense all moving one way or the other with one guy coming across the other way and if you take away the deep route and the crosser you gotta stop the run though and they're they're the statistically the best in the conference huh? can we start a segment what would coach Colt do <laughs> with your with your with my with my ten year olds with my bad play cards. So I guess what would your keys to the game be? I've always wanted to ask that. Like Marty Morty Look at that. Marty Morty Morty. I'm gonna take Portland State. Portland I'm State gonna... in the in the white and green. Whoever chugs more energy drinks. <laughs> gotta want it more. Whoever wants it more on the field. He's enthusiastic. <clears throat> so what? It, so in order for the Grizz to be successful. 
what are the top two keys that they need to do, in your opinion? Honestly, in my opinion, it, it seems a little counterintuitive, but I think we need to run the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Or above average. Mm-hmm. And from the games I've watched that has astounded me, even Weber State, they didn't think that Thomas touchdown was a running threat. And so I think it is make him earn every yard and make him feel every yard and recognize he's going to hit a bomb or two. He's going to have two touchdown passes in the game. Um, But don't sit back and let him gain four or five a carry. I I just see that. Him or Chambers, both the two, because they – Interchange those two quarterbacks. Everyone's saying Chambers coming back for this game and um, Afonso will be back and all this shit. But make the quarterback earn every single yard physically and make him feel him mm-hmm. um, love and run they, the ball. I'd love it if they threw Afonso in because that's kind of what we were struggling with. You know, yeah. You don't ever want to have somebody leave the team, but trying to figure out how to get the All Americans some carries, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then yeah. you kind of try to force them in and they're not quite right. It's not the same body type. Yeah. So I, I, I think. So I'm in agreement with you. That's me, the fan. That's the yeah. fan opinion from the no, sidelines. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm in agreement with you. I think, I think it, if the Grizz got out and got a lead, obviously the Cats' running game is explosive, but I think that if the Grizz can keep them in front of them enough, yeah. and if you got up and you know, got up on on them, kind of like we did last year, then they got to start pressing and trying to do the cutesy wootsy, you know, fake field goal and that kind of stuff to where, you know. If the Grizz are playing, you know, from you know it, with the lead, I don't think the Cats' offense is built to come from behind. So if they go no, in, they're they, yeah. they're going to do their tried and true, defer. We'll start on defense. Let's get a three and out. We can go down. Hopefully our offense keeps yep. the mojo. Momentum. Right. Yep. We go put a quick strike in. And then the wild card. I don't think the Cats' special teams are very good, right? Because I mean, you got you got a bunch of you got a bunch. I don't know how many. You know, well, Weber took two to the house. Hopefully, we got Junior back. I mean, Judek did a good job last week, but that's not as dynamic as having Junior back there. I mean, you get, you get Junior back there. I think that Vegan and some of those guys that have too much personal pride not to want. Oh, I'm going to kick it to. You kick it to Malik. I mean, oh, that's kind of. That's just what that's just what Hill did, right? His he ego did. got in the way, and then it's just like eighty-eight and out the gate, right? So, um, I think if we're if we're playing yeah, ahead, it's going to be hard. It it, it plays <clears> in our hand. Then they start pressing, and then you got to you got to make Thomas touchdown. A throwing quarterback, and he's going to make bad reads. I think I think the 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 key to add to that because they're going to be like, well, we came back in the Weaver game. So the key to that is don't beat yourself with stupid mistakes. Yeah. Because the Weber game is a fluke of all flukes. I mean, never in the history of football has somebody done that four times. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, Montana State has the fourth worst kickoff coverage group, but the most amount of kicks out of the end zone for touchbacks. So he doesn't get a hold of one of them. It's going to land in our boys' arms. Yep. And then... Let's get weird. MSU, pretty good field goal percentage. Uh, I feel like punt coverage is we're the best, surprisingly, right? They are third worst. So from a, net, from a net punting standpoint, is that what you're saying? According to this, net is 
34, we're like 32 yards for no, Bozeman. We're like 42. 42. So 10-yard difference. And that's like I, – I think you can look back to last year. That's a difference. We had, we had a trick play where Junior completely cooked Troy for a touchdown early. And everything else was field goals and field position. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, everything else was like special teams. And statistically, Montana State has special teams issues written all over them. Again. But they've been able to hide it. Against bad teams. Yeah. Just like last year. So, your win. I'm win. Wait, wait, time out, though. Whoa. Hey, Whoa, wait, 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 hey, How many more push ups what, are you what, doing? What's the game this coming weekend? This is the Grizz Cat game. There we go. Y'all. He learned. My pecs are still quivering. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we had another 47 push-ups in you. I've been thinking about it this whole time. Okay, wait. There's a big question mark. Marty. Marty. Keep going. No, it's like who's the quarterback for the Grizzlies? Big time. That that absolutely matters. Because because here's the thing: if it's if it's Lucas Johnson, if it's Luke J, no hook. It's just the most popular song on, on Spotify. Um, I like it. I think I think I'm I'm putting like five hundred dollars on the on the Grizz, <laughs> and and I think we're gonna come out. We should probably should be like what two and a half point underdogs. What's the line? It hasn't been released yet. Like Wednesday, it'll come out. But I mean, we're on the road against a higher ranked team. We should be underdogs. I'm putting five. If if Luke Jay's a quarterback, we're gonna be like three and a half, four. Be my guess. I was thinking they just put it. You're three points on the road, right? So, but we're Vegas underdogs. I mean, if Luke Jay's starting, I'm putting five hundred bucks on the Grizz. But if we go into a backup quarterback situation, that feels more like a coin flip to me. Agreed. I, I mean, we didn't see Brown this last week. Who knows what his status is? Was this the Bobby Hawk smokescreen as well? Honestly, the funny thing is, is, it feels like Chris Brown, if he can get going with a passing game because they're bad pass defense, could it work? I don't know. Could Britt? who appears to be number two now, it's really tough to insert a sophomore in his first start on the road in Bozeman. You know what? No, but, you know what? what, Like, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. We don't... It's it's tough. We don't know unless they they, they do it. No. We'll find out. Like, we just assume... We just assume that, oh, young guy, whatever, it's not going to work out. Nothing that he's shown in the little bit that he's played would make me think that he's going to be overwhelmed by that. He seems to carry himself with this kind of confidence that he can do the job. Yeah. No, no I'd, I'd agree with you. I think I think one thing that people forget is that uh, we're looking at a sophomore here. So it's you got a redshirt freshman year. you got a freshman year. you got a sophomore year. This is what these guys do day in and day mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So, and, and Colt can speak to it. You know, he, he was pressed into duty as a freshman. Long snapper. You right. know, long snapping is not easy. It's a weird thing to do. <laughs> Just talk about that it's a weird Bieber. thing to throw a ball between your legs and, like, make sure it's accurate at 15 yards. Um, you know, I, I remember Mark and I, 
against uh, MSU. We had a lot of injuries. Him and I played against MSU for 60% of the game, you know, as, as sophomores, a wide receiver. Um, it's what these guys do. That's what they – day in and day out, every day of the year. I mean, they're really – they're preparing for this. So – my thing is, and what's what's interesting about, and, and from a fan perspective and from a player perspective, is yeah, are guys ready? Well, they should be. They should be ready to go. I mean, that's what they do. And so, even though he may be a guy coming from three to two, and if our if our starter goes down, he's up. It's what you do. You step up and you do it. Granted, things can go wrong. You know, nothing's perfect. But for all intents and purposes, like, he should step up and do his job. And he should do it well. And, like, that's what you have to expect because that's what they do day in and day out. Like, that's this is their yeah. job. So you felt ready. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I when we went in as sophomores and played against MSU over there on the road, no problem. No problem. I was like, this is uh, every day. Because, like, like I said, we, we play against the best defense every day in practice. Like, Going against another team, not that it's easy, like these scholarship athletes, but we know them. Like, we know what they're doing. We know who we're up against. We know what we're doing. We've prepared for it. We should be able to step out there and do it. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. Hmm. Like, that's what we do every day. So, um, that's that's my mentality and my approach to it is that is what you do. Like, that's what you're expected to do. Go out there and perform. Like, you... You have cues, you have things you look at, you have things you need to do, you have things you're prepared for, you have players you've prepared for. Go out and do your job. And that's what's important, and, and uh, I think these guys are ready. I think they're ready to do that, especially at this point in the year. It's, I mean, we're, 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 we're near on playoff time. Like, go do your job. So be, be so be ready to go out and do it. Like how, this makes me feel good, Mike. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel, Michael? Well, I'm already there, but there there are a lot I'm of doubts. I mean, it's like it's a young week. guy, you but this guy's week. been in the program for three years. Yeah. Like three years is a long time. Like imagine you preparing for something for three years. Any anything, and he's just want to execute on his opportunity. Just just go for it because here's a guy who you have three different quarterbacks here. You have a guy who's a starter who's like I'm the man. I know what I'm doing. I'm confident. I'm gonna go out there and play. You have a guy who's like. I don't want to play to screw up. I want to make sure I do my job, and I'm not. I don't want to make a mistake. Which is, the other is like, I'm out here to play. I got nothing to lose and everything to gain. I'm gonna go all out. So when that guy moves to two, it's no different than your boy Thomas touchdown. He's gonna to come out there. He's gonna go for broke, but he's prepared for it. So you gotta you gotta understand that these guys. This is what they do every day. Yep. And I mean, not to use the comparison to Thomas touchdown because I think they're very different. That dude was a true freshman. They put him in. Yeah. First starts in the playoffs, and he took him to the national championship game. No, that's the thing. And some guys are gamers. Yeah, some and guys I, are gamers. I think They're Daniel Britt's a gamer. Perform, so I would agree with that. So I'm, I'm got both the players, Luke. Like, I think what do you say? Uh, I'm saying I got a little change in my pocket, <laughs> going jangling, lang. Oh God, <laughs> man! All right. So, are you going to say win now? I'm going to say in the Grizz Cat game. We got Grizz all the way, baby. Awesome. Dude, you, you right. pushed me over the edge. I love <laughs> I got that. You. I love that. It's, it's what it is. Grizz win. 35-24. All right. Cool. Ten-point game. Ten-point game? 38-28. Man. I'm going to say Grizz win. All right. 
It could be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. Five Grizz wins. It's going to be a lot too little. All right. Love it. I'm going to be bold here and suggest that, you know, four hours into this thing, maybe we... 3.45. Maybe we consider not doing the listener questions. Listen, we're doing a good job on these beers, by the way. <laughs> this has been a good performance. We're, we're so a lot close. of beers are gone. Yeah. Look, Is I, there anything important in any of those that you saw? Okay. I mean, there's questions um, about Marcus Knight. We'll get to... The, I think that's... I mean, weird stuff going on there, but he was struggling with cares with other guys. There's some other stuff going on. You know, do I think it hurts the team right now? No, I don't. And I'm not trying to be rude, but I, I don't. So we can talk about him more in the postseason wrap-up, whatever that Except happens. Marcus. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it's interesting. I, I feel like um, a lot of the questions we got hit, we do have – I got. I, I, we have to bring up CDAs. Where is it? Here we go. So CDA Grizz usually asks us, should we wait for Luke? Where'd he go? James. All these beers. Do I have to mute that? No, I think it's fine. Away. We're, an hour, we're three we're hours four in. Four hours in here. We had to mute James oh. at like 10 minutes in. James was usually a lot more talkative than he was this oh. week. Oh. He's, he's just, he's, he's focused. He's anyway, so Cordelia, his question right. is. So Soldier Grizz thinks to, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for CDA for Luke. Soldier Grizz asks us if we think next season's quarterback is on the roster. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I'm sure Bobby will bring in a transfer or two to compete, but I think, I I, I think Daniel Brick can do it. Yeah. I know he can. Hey, James is Colt knows he right. can. <laughs> we heard you in the hallway there, James. <laughs> nice job, James. <laughs> All right, uh, CDA Grizz asks us uh, as a frequent listener. I don't throw the word around hate, but how much do you dislike the Bobcats? Not the players themselves, but the idea of the Bobcat program. I'm currently at a level where I would probably root for the Russian national team against the Bobcats. <laughs> They're like a small town eight that moves to the big city and needs to be taken down a peg or two. Luke gets it. Winky face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear your analogies. They're riding a wave right now. They got game day. They've had all these lucky wins. They're historical losers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I remember. Yeah, no, I I totally get this. Um, and I I threw a jab at Carol Saints football in their prime last week. I'm surprised we didn't get more hate mail about that. Well, I think all the people who listen are Grizz fans, and they are on this train. But I remember when I was when I was in high school. Um. There, Shelby Shelby is like the class we were class B in all sports. No Go judgment Yotes. here. Go Yotes. Go Yotes. But there was the Ten C Sunburst Refiners to Sunburst. the north of Shelby. And they had a very talented like class C squad at the time. And boy did those kids like love to talk some shit growing up. And I I remember just getting like a lot of like jabbering in our ear about like how good their their basketball team was, and we had like a ex- off season exhibition against them, and we beat them like a hundred and twenty to like forty, and their high score was like a was like a kid two years younger named Nate Asham, like so he wasn't even on their like legitimate squad, and I just remember feeling so much joy. 
at decimating a squad at the time. Like I, I never felt that before in my life where I was like really offended. And that's kind of how I feel sometimes about the cats now. Like I, that's the, the closest like simile I can imagine was like, it meant something more to beat a squad and going to sunburst and absolutely dogging them felt so satisfying. Like I just can't, like it just scratches this itch that makes my like, imaginary still feel it for you. I can still feel it and I was like shut the god like, it. sunburst yeah, refiners bones. like you guys are class C you're not class B <laughs> like anyway um there's a bunch of people who probably listen to this pod who played on that team that Shelby team who remember this but if it, it was personal I remember the bus ride up we were like this is personal this is like not just business and that's kind of how I feel right now um, with the cats sort of like, res- they're like resurgence as a squad. And they're like a legitimate team now, but they want to be treated like they've always been here and they haven't. Yeah. And it's personal. Okay, Luke. Well, moving into that, you are on an airplane and the engine just quit. Dude, you, an Eastern fan, and a cat fan. But there's only two parachutes. You take one. Who gets the second? First, I hate flying. Same. When I fly somewhere, sometimes I won't poop for like three days after I've landed. You flying somewhere soon? or? All right, I got a question for you guys after this, but yeah, go ahead. Here's, I would probably try to find out where the cat fan is from. Like, if they're a Montanan, I'm, I'm feeling like... Los Angeles. I, I understand it, but if they Los were Angeles. like a, a cat fan who like recently Bozeman moved to the state... reminds me of LA, and I just love it. I'd be like, if you're from, if you're from like the eastern part of Washington, <laughs> you're probably more like me... Than like the oh. California transplant, the Bozeman like cat fan. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'd tr- I'd do some like I'd be like, hey, you know, like you know, I've never jumped out of a plane, but isn't it a good idea to have two parachutes? Oh, yeah, backup parachute. I'm just asking. I'm not implying what? anything. I'm just asking the question. What is it, what is more like Shelby, Cheney or Bozeman? Cheney for sure. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Shit. <sighs> It's a, it's, I don't know. Does Shelby have an apple? Is one of them cute? Like, (laughs) (laughs) can we jump together? If we survive this, will there, will we have a bond? (laughs) Relationships starting in in traumatic situations like that never last. Don't you remember Speed? I remember Lost. Speed 2. Kate and Jack. Worst team charter flight. Worst team charter flight. I know what his team char- worst team charter flight's gonna be. Uh, Where you're like halfway over Minnesota and they had to turn you around. Oh, yeah. Was hard. Mine was probably losing to uh, James, James Madison. Madison. Oh four coming back. Yeah, because both of you guys got spun around in the air, right? Yeah, we had it. Well, when we came back, I think I think on that one we had to. I think we had to land and fuel, and then it was foggy in Missoula. So then we lost the national championship game. It was my last football game ever. Had to get dropped off in Helena 
take the bus from Helena bus. back home. And, yeah. So oh, that, yeah, that, that would be my worst choice. Non-national championship worst team charter. Um, Bumpy. <laughs> Freshman year. NAU, how many treetops did your plane wings have? Uh, four. Four. I've heard this I was before. Sitting, I was sitting before they expand oh the, before they expand seems, the, I've heard this from Frank Sumberg. Out of Flagstaff, no, flying in, no, they flying in. Oh, okay, I've heard hitting, this from Sumberg. You yeah. come into, you come into Flagstaff before they expand Terrifying. the runway, and you were like hitting trees, hitting trees. with your plane legs. With the tr- yeah, that's legitimate. We I've flew, we flew out of there. When they expand the runway, Vegas, right? Yeah, we used to, Vegas, we, used to right? we went into Phoenix. We used to fly into Flagstaff and then drive and fly out of Phoenix. We're flying in. We're flying out of Flagstaff because they expanded the runway, and we're going. And you're like counting the little runway markers. It's like 100, 200, 300, and it's or it's counting down. So it's like nine, eight, seven, five, two, one. And we're like on the ground at three hundred, going like a thousand miles an hour. We're like three hundred, two hundred. They just hear the gravel. Oh shit! We take off, and I, I mean. But flying in there, I think we're. I think we're flying. It was either flying into Flagstaff or flying into Sacramento. Mm. Everyone's puking on the plane. Really, this thing is rocking going in. I'm looking over and Jason's across the aisle, and like I remember Brandon Utter back and a few other guys. It's just white as a ghost, and we're all sweating. It was like, ooh, everyone's puking. It was horrible. I'm taking deep breaths. I got all the air conditioner on me. Did you have, did you have guys was, that just didn't care? You guys know those like super turbulent flights. No one cared. Everyone on this flight was in bad in a bad way. It's like an almost famous where people start confessing things because they think they're gonna die yeah. over, over the Pacific Ocean. Like like some guys like I'm gay, <laughs> <laughs> and then they pull just out of it. Living his life. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like it's it's like so traumatic. Like they think they're gonna die, so they gotta get like they gotta. Be real, uh, Mr. Know. October, bad for the other team. Yeah. <laughs> Mike and I were on a flight last year, right? San Diego. Lots of drops, yeah, coming into Missoula. So, oh, Missoula yeah. had windstorms in November this time last year, mm-hmm. literally 12 months ago. And we were in San Diego. You, me, a couple other realtors, realtor convention stuff. <clears throat> and it was like two, and I'm a nervous flyer, so I like watch the weather apps, and I just see something on Twitter where they're like, <laughs> Warning, Missoula wind gusts seventy miles an hour. Oh like, no! Oh no! We're flying into Missoula, but fortunately, um, I've got the right Amex card, and so our convention ended at like noon. So my wife and I hit the bar, we tune up nice. We get to the San Diego airport. I am like, I need whatever I was drinking. I need one every ten minutes. Boom! 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 Flight to Salt Salt Lake, smooth, easy, great. Land. Remember, we had to like run to the gate because we were kind of late, mm-hmm. right? Well, something was up. Like they they had the crew, but they didn't have the pilot, or they had the pilot, they didn't mm-hmm. have the crew. We take off, and um, just with my air miles, we'd upgraded. And so the the crew on the plane, and I was just like, whatever you have, just. Please give me a bunch immediately. And my thing on planes is I need to be distracted. And if I'm distracted, I'm great. I had the last Fast and Furious movie where like uh, Tyrese is like driving a tank through the jungle. 
we were like about to die. Like this plane, like people are throwing. Like people, it was the most movement I've ever had on. And, and we, 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 and it was like one of these things though. Like flying to Missoula from Salt Lake, right? Like you got two options: you come over the Bitterets or you come over the Sapphires. Mm-hmm. The Sapphires, it's it. You come in, you hang a left, and you land. The Bitterets, you do a little S turn, and you land. Um, we're Sapphires, right? I think so. Fuck, I don't. Know. I. Um, so I have my my big headphones on, and I'm watching. Fast and Furious, whatever it is, 10, 12, 20. I'm laughing my ass off. I'm having a great time because it is stupid. Like, The Rock is, like, flying, and Tyrese is driving a tank on the interstate. And a hologram of Paul Walker yet. Nothing makes sense. Oh, come on. R.I.P. Too soon? It's very soon. I miss you, Paul Walker. So, bless you. and this is the thing, like, (laughs) right, because, like, flying to Missoula, you're on little planes. So I'm not even sitting next to my wife. She's in the seat in front of me because we're in the single seats. (laughs) And we land. I'm like, wow, that felt a little bumpy. And I take my, I take one of my headphones off and the whole plane is cheering. (laughs) (laughs) You made it. And so I reach forward and I tap my wife on the shoulder. I'm like, why is everybody cheering? And she's like, are you kidding me? And, and so we're like landing, they turn the lights on. And it was like, was that bumpy? And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, what? And she's like, I thought, I almost threw up. I thought we were going to die. And we got up and everyone was like hugging the pilot and high-fiving the pilot. You're like, I was sweaty as well. And I was like, furious. I need to get an Uber because I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was sober, so she got us home. But um, that was wicked. You get some wicked. <laughs> this is what we get four hours into a and then, No, and then three. Britton holds up his cocktails. Says, I don't have friends. I have family. <laughs> family. 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 Oh, family. I feel bad. We have so many questions. Well, um, any more bangers? We will. We'll, we'll. We can play with the questions on Twitter throughout the week. Um, Is there anything else for the players? It's, it's the Cat Week Pod, man. You got. You got. You got. All right. Um, well, I'm worried about you two. If you're good, I'm, 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 I'm Monday. Okay. Cases, I'm firing through a few here, so I, I apologize because I feel bad because when I skip some, Mike gets mad at me. Um, will the Grizz pass for more than will the, the Cats run? No. No. No, no, I, no, no. I, I, so I, so one of the questions has like an over under on cats rushing yards at 250 and can they still win? And frankly, I, I mean, the, that's all the cats do. Yeah. So, yeah. Empty calories. Yeah. There we go. Ooh, I like that. I like that analogy. Um, if there was, and this is a wild question, if there was an NFL scale, 60,000 more seats, stadium in a neutral town in Montana, would it sell out for this game? Sixty? I don't. 60? I don't. No, no, not a chance. Uh, I think forty would sell out. Forty, but if yeah, it was like a beer, okay. well, that, that was the uh, they were like if it was that's a almost beer. Like an NFL size stadium. That's uh, that's that's big. That's Here's the big. thing, though: if it was if a they national had championship game, they would sell out a sixty thousand seat stadium. Three quarters of it would be Grizz fans because yeah, all for the Grizz sure. fans, they don't get it. No. I'm gonna go watch the local team. Today. The local team. <laughs> local team. I love the local team. We, yeah. we should probably use that in our Twitter feed all week. 
Everett Grizz is wondering the if we the need... Grizz versus the local team. Everett Grizz is wondering if we need 17 camera angles to watch all the Bobcat fans walk out of the stadium in the fourth quarter. The Trail of Tears? How yes. many fur coats? That clip has fur coats in it. That's actually and white, and white cowboy boots. White yep. leather cowboy boots. Like a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> you, get you, you, uh, you get a little... Uh, a little musical the yeah. more you drink. I Do feel, it. I feel like the karaoke nights. Yeah. You know, Harry David. <laughs> Harry David. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, I'm going to modify this question. If you could move one cat player to the Grizz team for this game. I, I want the we record. Won't, we won't accept losers. Colt, yeah. yeah. No. Colt's <laughs> reaction none. was very visceral. Yeah, none. They're, they got a history of the bad decision making. No. Wait, can we talk about the parachute thing again? I feel like you had a good answer earlier. Speaking of. So the parachute one, if it was me, I'd give it to the cat fan. Kick the eastern person out the plane. When you land, you strangle a cat fan with a Strangle? Damn. <laughs> we talk shit first. <laughs> Goes back to your original question. I don't know if Corbin Chris was advocating for That's murder. That's what I mean. At the bottom of a pile, he's saying dark shit. <laughs> <laughs> like what if the cat from the bottom? <laughs> I feel like in another life he was like on SEAL Team Six. <laughs> You're gonna die, clown. If he was, yeah. What if he's just like a normal, like non-IPA drinker guy that grew up in Helena? Is he still a cat fan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Strangled. Okay. Uh, I'm hopping to Twitter. Over under cats rush for two fifty. Oh, under. I'll, under. I'll take it. Ooh. Under. I don't. I don't think the cats are going to be able to move, move the ball much. I think they're going to be struggling. That, but like Colts thing, like we've had a couple of these games where it's like ninety percent is like two yards, three yards, yeah. four yards, which is fine. They're, and then, and then, two, and then two plays are sixty-yard touchdown runs. Yeah. Like just something break down. Something breaks down. Someone makes an error. Nobody plays. Oh, there's going to be that one. There's going to be a sixty-yarder. So has, when that happens, yeah. Grizz fans don't freak out and start going to yeah. Twitter and saying, "Oh my God, the defense sucks." Stick in there. Yeah, I mean that's that's Pretty the good. thing. It's like it's, it's hard. Defense. Like judging the defense, like you give up one or two big plays, trying to do something else. The Weber game is a great example. Right? If, if if we have sustained drives on offense, that that's going to be the biggest thing. Is if if we keep the sustained defense with out points. there, yeah, exactly. Sustained with points, you can't go out there and have them be playing their asses off, not reward them with some type of points. Yeah. And then we keep putting them in, back, in harm's way like we did in Weaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they're gonna. They're, there's gonna be that breakdown, and yep. they're gonna pop us for sixty. Yep. Um, speaking on Jason Seymour, uh, it's third and twenty-three. Do you send eight and put three in coverage? No. I'm just kidding. That wasn't no. a Twitter question. No. Um, okay, uh, Bridger, who met Mike and me. We went to high school together. It was good to see you, buddy. Was he a wrestler? Yeah. Okay, another guy I was asking was asking about that. Uh, he's wondering if any of us have been to a uh, satellite party for the brawl. Oh yeah, I, I haven't been to a satellite for the brawl. You and me have caught some when we're on the road. Random games in random places. I've been to the brawl in D.C. at the, um, it was at the Joe Theismann bar. It was actually pretty cool. Like the, the between the two schools, we like took over the place. Nice. So I've been to the yes. brawl in Omaha. Omaha. The brawl in. Port Pines, shout out to the folks down in Vegas. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if it's a true brawl watch party, but up at uh, we watched him beat Washington. Oh yeah, Mountain Meadows. Yeah, yeah. it's a mile in the So yeah, no, it's it's a good time. So, I mean, you've been to a few. You've been to a few more remote, but like Mike and I as realtors, the national convention is always the. What, it's, second, it's right now. I'm skipping second it. week of November. If there's a home game. Uh, during the national convention, I don't go those years. So it's pretty consistent. We caught a fun one in San Diego in the bar where Rob O'Neill punched Jesse Ventura in the face. Yeah. What? Whoa. Not during the game. No, no, no. So Rob O'Neill reported Slayer of Osama bin Laden punched Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura in the face at this bar. Do you think Rob O'Neill is a Grizz fan or a Cat fan? Dude, I don't know. He's a Montana. I, I think he's a Montana sure. guy. Yeah, I think I think he's a. I just want everyone to have fun. No, <laughs> I don't know. I actually, he's um, definitely he, he is definitely. I cheer for all he Montana had, kids. Say, he has yeah. like he has like nine brothers, but one of them was I, a call. It was a Grizz. I'm gonna guess him and Bobby while. are a little more. Like I could see Bobby. Uh, yeah. um, we but, also went to a really sketch place in like. So that was the one I was going to. So. Two, two, three, uh, four years ago, twenty nineteen, yeah, twenty nineteen, in in San Francisco, the Grizz Watch Bar is in Oakland. Who they play? It was wasn't Eastern, Eastern, was it Eastern or Idaho. So we are in San Francisco because the convention centers are in their downtown spot, and it's my wife and me and you, and who else was with us? Just random other Grizz realtors. Fans. Yep. So we catch an Uber expensive uber because we can cross the bridge go across the bay and it is a like it's a raiders bar and it's not just a raiders bar like they got a little bit of raiders outside but it's like this is like it's a, a raiders. it's everything you would expect a raiders bar to be yeah. okay and paint with, the picture i just remember because you got there after us and my buddy came over from sacramento but i just remember as my wife and i and our uber driver we're in like a prius of course and we pull up outside and my uber driver says are you sure you want to get out of this car? <laughs> and we're like, they're showing a Grizz game. Yeah. And he's like, no. Look look at this place. Are you sure this is where you want to go? And we're like, because we're just like, right? Like in Montana, you never pull up to a bar and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should go in here, right? You just go in. And we're like, yeah, whatever. So we get out and this guy. And actually, it was a super fun place. It was basically... It was like a strip mall that this bar just continually ate every single place in Best the strip mall. Ever. And it was like, because you had the original, and there's like screens, and there's like a doorway you go through, and there's more, and there's more, and there's more. And they set us up in one of the compartments, and we had the Grizz thing, and there was like, what, 15, 20 of us? Yeah. And the Grizz won, and we're all here, and it's fine. And it was a great time. Times. But it was just kind of funny, because it was like, it was a little seedy, but it was great. There was, and then there was the massage place next door. Yeah, no, I mean. Honestly, the worst one was last year when we were in San Diego and like all these bars on the gaslight. Oh, like, that's what But like, <sighs> yeah, we, we could get Watch the game and none of them could get it. So we ended up going to a bar and watching it on our phones. What? But nobody cares about this. NAU. Why does nobody care about it? Because we're four hours in the pot. No, we're not. We're two and a half, three and a half. All right. Okay. Number time. keeps right. right. Okay. We're we're in record pot territory. P- no, no, we're not. Pete, question: Who wins on Saturday, Florence or Loyola? Who do you think, Coach Colt? Loyola has a lot of cat commits, don't they? 
No, Florence. Right, going, oh, Florence. Florence okay. has... Whoa. This is like Kansas City. <laughs> that maybe. Uh, so, um... That would be, that's kind of like if the Grizz met the, the Cats in the national championship, right? So, that's a real big rival. So yeah. what we got going right now would be, I think, didn't uh, Loyola kind of stumble? They entered the playoffs with a losing record? Yep. I don't yeah. pretty Somebody confident. was injured. I'm pretty it, confident that, that is. They're on a hot streak. They're, Obviously. They're on a heater. Interesting. So <laughs> people were injured and they got they a back the number injury. one seed. Hmm. But Florence, Florence is a returning champs. Florence is a retreat, returning champs. Um it's in Florence. Uh, Florence's quarterback's pretty pretty okay. So we got Patrick Duchesne. Yeah, Duchesne or something like that. Duchesne. But uh, we got uh, uh, Talon Reynolds. He's going to come back in the third quarter, and the uh, Rams going to win the Bourbon Bowl. Bourbon Bowl. <laughs> and, and Talon, that Talon time has a up at halftime. athletic history. Yeah. I mean, his, his dad played for a couple pretty good teams. So, his, <laughs> I mean... Uh, I, I think I think it's going to be it's it'll be close, but uh, I think Florence will Florence will get. Wait a second, Reynolds like Reynolds? Yeah, Reynolds. Chase, Reynolds? Like Chase Reynolds, Reynolds' oldest son is the running back. Oh, that's right, because he had for Lola. He, he Lola. was a young Lola. father. Sorry. He yeah. was uh, yeah. seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. yeah, I remember telling at uh, the hotels on a weekend, wow. yep, hanging out. Yeah, it's gonna I, I'm, as a wee, I'm as a wee man. I think yeah. I think Florence is going to win too. I think they're the better team, but I'm going Florence in a close one. I do respect um, Hamilton's late, or excuse me, uh, Missoula's late surge. Like you know, they get a lot of momentum. Eric Wetz is wondering um, how much the value of a jersey like this has gone up in the last few weeks. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big nothing. Uh, hang on, I got more pictures. Uh, Jacob Howell. Is wondering about the idea of doing a color rush. No. Where grizz are all maroon and cats are all blue. Are you an all white guy for this? I think Ice cold. I like I like I like the white with the white face mask. Okay. I think the white with white face mask, if they do the Montana with the Grizz, like the state of Montana with the Grizz in it, I think that's their best combination. Okay. A lot of people asking us how mad we are about game day going to Bozeman. I'm not mad. I'm at actually, all. I'm actually fairly over it. I'm I, the whole thing annoys me, but you know what? I think this pod just proves that this game is so much more than that, and we're gonna win, so it doesn't matter. Who shotgun? Who shotgun? Better location. Be yeah, Bozeman wants it to be the event. I mean, yeah, it'll be cooler when it comes here. It's LA 2.0. Um, who shotguns a beer better? You guys or Pat McAfee? Holy crush, Pat McAfee's ass. <laughs> yeah, that'd be tough for him to beat Man, us. I tell you what, no one could take me to Twisted Tea. Beer, totally different. Okay, I can wait, wait, twist, wait, wait, wait. I can get Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, twisted tea bottles? No, the can. Man. You just pop the can. No, 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 no. So if you're doing a tea race, you can't, you, can't, you can't tea race. You're, you're not tea racing cans. Traditional tea races are with the bottles. Look, bottles yeah. all the way. All right. I get, I get you with a bottle. I get you with a can. I get you with a keg. I get you with that like weird bladder thing. All right. Twisted Tea's got like a box. I'm in. I feel like, like this has come up once before on this pod. We, uh, but we, we did it. We did it. Uh, All right. We did next week, next week we're talking playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> T-Rex. We are T-Racing. Live on air. <laughs> um, I don't know. Questions about signs for game day. Cat fan signs that they talk about are terrible. Hey, I do like the idea of uh, like a snow belt representation in the oh, background yeah. of game day. Um, question of who's going to be the guest 
picker. It's going to be Kevin Costner. 100%. They're going to corporate that thing out. It should be. Who's their kicker? Hey, is, 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 kicker? Wait, 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 wait. So let's go back to the Kevin Costner thing. Isn't like the... Was tonight the season premiere? Yeah. One of tonight. these. Yeah. Okay. So it's 100% Kevin Costner. He's in the neighborhood. Because then, it, it, like you said, that goes that feeds into the... Yep. Feeds in the promotion. Michael Keaton lives there. It'd be great to see the original Batman. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> if they're going by people who live Beetle there, juice, that's a whole different. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Uh, Matt Colby, Matt Colby is asking us if it's worth uh, losing Gilman's redshirt to play him, but he's played one game. We got three more. Play the kid. I don't think we're at he a point. Go to the semis. Yeah, I don't think we're at a point where we need to worry about losing his red shirt. I think they can take it game by game. But I would suit him up every game the rest of the year. I think. I th- I'm surprised it's taken this long. Yeah. All right, here's the real question. Fist fight. Because Childs has looked good. Just wait, wait. I, I, I should re- re- refrain this. Just a fight, not just fists. It could be anything. Charlie or Digger, Buttes guy, Monty, or Champ. Who wins in a fight? The Ordinger's going to take that pick. And I was going to say, the Ordinger carries head. a weapon. Dude, you see that guy's yeah. shoulders? He's going to put, he's gonna but, put the pick through the Bobcat's head. No, no, but what about Monty? Well, then Monty's going to have a little bit of size. He's, I'm also, like, he's also a grizzly bear. He's a grizzly bear. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, see, there's the quote from the, <laughs> the, the two wrestler, the wrestler <laughs> that got like... <laughs> yeah, the, that was The insane. wrestler that fought the grizzly, and he's like, I straight up thought I could fight this bear. <laughs> And the minute like he grabbed me, I realized I was not as strong as the bear. It was like these quotes from these wrestlers that tried to fight a bear. Yeah. And the bear absolutely kicked the shit out of well, me. I think Monty wins his fight. Yeah, my my favorite uh, my favorite story is the guy who put his hand down the he, bear's mouth. He was a show. He's from Shoto. Yeah. Shoto. And the bear was like, don't want any of it. Yep. He learned like, you yeah. know the You know the story, though, this, about the gag reflex, right? Yeah. So he just... <laughs> He said his quote. You can find it. It's in like uh, like yeah, KRTV, like the Great Falls Tribune. He like is he said that his grandma once told him bears have a bad gag reflex. Yeah. So shove your hand. And down so the when throat. this thing is trying to eat him, he oh fists God. its throat, <laughs> and the thing backs off. The thing backs off. He's like, Ooh. whoa. That was, yeah. that was all of it. Yeah. Well, that is a three and a half hour in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. I feasted um, hey, the bear's throat. Nobody's listening right now. <laughs> the, the, no, Colt's the, dad. Grizzly bears win the fight, but unless they get the unless the ore diggers are the ore digger doesn't have it in him, and the bobcats too small. Uh, Matt's wondering who our next uh, starting QB is going to be. We're all saying Daniel Brett, right? Or sure, we're there. Yep. Um, how much mud is on the game day set in Bozeman? Well, they, it's going to be frozen, so not much. That's a good point. Mm, fair point. Uh, Matt Colby wants us to comment on Luke Johnson's injury. Like we said, we're, we're pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we've got the funeral. Yeah. This is just, I mean, Funerals Thursday. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers to Lucas Johnson and his family. I mean, it's just... I mean, that, he's married. His poor wife. Fuck. Lucas Johnson's married? I'm fairly certain. Could be making that up. His son's starting. But this is the thing, like... We that but just the, the gamesmanship and it's funny because I think I talked about this before we started recording. I've had multiple cat fans on Twitter, text and others text me to just be like, "Is Lucas playing?" And it's like, I have no clue. He could have broke his leg. And what about be like, O'Connor? He practiced all week. He didn't play. He was suited up this snaps? week, but he did not play. Brown, no O'Connell, O'Connell, Patio. 
Well, but that's the thing. So Pat O'Connell, Kale Edwards. Um, Who was up with Kale? You don't need him. It's Eastern. Giving people a week off. And Junior Bergen. Yeah. Not so is, is, it, is, is it still just Junior's hand, or is it another injury? Oh, he almost died too. I heard oh. that. Yeah. I hope it's just a hand. <laughs> That's I not a hand. Yeah. No idea. Um. Yeah. Oh. All right. Lost my place. Oh wow. Luke's cleaning up over here. If you're wondering what these noises are, um, That's an impressive job tonight. What is the funniest interaction you have had with a Bobcat fan? It had to have been last week. <laughs> oh, when I walked off the field when I was a, uh, I was a sophomore or a senior. There was a lady who looked like my grandma Bev, who you know well, who's in her eighties. Halftime, walked in the little weird little tent they had over there. So walking by, I looked left, and she was right there on my shoulder. And she flipped me off, said the words that you say flip someone off, and then she spit on me. It was amazing. Was he mad at her? <laughs> just I impressed. Just looked deep in her eyes and <laughs> walked away. That was interesting, yeah. Just, just the tip of the hat. No, I think I think mine had to have been last last week when we were driving to freaking Billings. You guys ever get done playing the game and just really think, oh man, I really respect the other team? No, we were worried about the playoffs, Cruz. <laughs> so, that's a good one, because yeah. man, I've never I've never sat there and thought like, man, I never those had guys are thoughts great. about those. Gordon Lissom. Yeah. No, I was at a wedding. In. Central Oregon. You um, have alumni, uh, as as mine, uh, buddy from college, and some random guy that like worked for Nike, but he was a cat fan. And I, I got I feel like I feel like this was. I can't remember what it was, but like I was I was probably at the peak of my super grizz dork analytic shit. <laughs> And he was. Aren't like, you still? No, I've I've repeated. So, so, I, I mean, that's why we. That's why Luke and you brought brought you on the pod. You're gonna replace me. You're gonna replace me. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna drop the ball, you can't be our friend anymore. That's literally why Luke and I had you join. <laughs> he made some comment about how the cats like like beat the hell out of like Davis, and I just remember it was like the dumbest thing. I was super drunk, and I was like, "You see, Davis ran for." 435 yards on you guys and you guys blocked a field goal to win the game and blah 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 and this kid was like I don't think that's true and like we google it and it was like the stupidest thing ever where I just like went dumb analytics on a cat alumni that worked for Nike at a wedding in Oregon <laughs> in like 2014 yeah just the stupidest shit and I was just like yeah it he was, had it coming yeah no he did he did yeah. he didn't even know he his own team know. stats but yeah um. All right. Oh my god. We're gonna be here another hour if I get all these Twitter questions. Um. There's a lot of repeats. Yes. Um. <laughs> hypothetical. The cats are coming out of the tunnel, led by the rodeo horses as usual. But you notice something different. That's not a rodeo athlete leading the way. It's Jeff Choate, and he's shirtless. How much more nervous are you about losing? You know that meme of Vladimir Putin that's yeah. floating around the internet? Riding a bear. Where he's riding a bear shirtless. 
things aren't going too well for Vladdy these days. So <laughs> I'm going to put Jeff Chilton in the same category. I'm not scared at all. <laughs> Truth. Um, Second, yeah. giving him a minus. <laughs> <Yeah>. Minus. <laughs> What do you like Double better, uh, Grizz, Grizz run through the playoffs as a top seed, or they run through the playoffs as a bubble team? Well, we've never really run through the playoffs as a bubble team, so no. let's do it. I'm going to go ahead and oh, say you're gonna, you're in gonna... 04, we had to have a lot of things line up. Fair. Good point. Us. Good point. We hey. were, we were, we, we, it was similar. It had a similar feel to now to where you get, you get going. So it's just one of those where when you're supposed to win, it's not as easy. When you think the world's against you, I'm, I'm – I want to have a chip on our shoulder. Yeah. Well, I've said a couple times chip this on year shoulder. on these pods that of of all the teams of recent memory, I am more comfortable with the idea that this Grizz team could win a road playoff game. Yep. Like they just feel like they're a, they're more prepared to do that. So. Agreed. Um, as the old man at the table, nineteen ninety five. We got so at that point, playoff teams were seeded one through sixteen. Mm-hmm. We had one guaranteed home game. That was it. And we're sitting there because in 95, in the playoffs, we beat the living fuck out of every team that came to Missoula. Because they were like, I don't even remember the teams. I think Stephen F. Austin was maybe one of them. Texas. East. Um, But we would sit there, and it's in the late third quarter, and we're up 50 to 10 or something. And it's 1995. We didn't have our iPhones. We didn't have the internet, but we didn't know what was going on nationally. And the PA announcer would come on and say, whatever, you know. Or I can, what was our seed in 95? I don't know. Five or six or seven? Would, yeah, something like that. And they'd be like, number three seed. I'm totally making this up. I should have looked this up because it's just hit my brain. Number three seed, you know, whatever. Western Kentucky, 21. Number eight seed. Furman. 47. 38. I remember that. And we would blow up because it's like, fuck, we got another game. And then boom. And then again and again and again. And we went to Nor- and we went to Marshall. Home game for them. And we beat them. And that was like, you talk about just moments where it's like, um, just pure insanity of just a bubble team. We weren't a bubble team. We were good in 95. We had a weird loss to Idaho in Idaho where Dave Dickinson broke every passing record in the planet. But, um, yeah, it was like those playoffs. Oh, four kind of felt like that a little yeah. bit, right? Because, yeah. like, what was our first game? Was uh, New Hampshire wasn't the first game. Were they? The night where they brought in the lights? No, it was uh, Northwestern State. Northwestern State. And yeah, we, so we lost, put it we, to we them. Beat the, we beat the Cats, the Northwestern State, number one defense, and yada, yada, yada. And we ran for 375 and then Northwestern um, comes. And then it was uh, New Hampshire. And who was it? wasn't Chip Kelly, but it was Chip Kelly's OC. Chip Kelly. Oh, Chip Kelly was, was Chip the OC. Kelly, and it was Jared Santos. Yeah. And then it went to Sam Houston State, came back up. And they came back and up. Sam and that was that was another one where it was like. Well, it just all lined up because yeah. then somebody had to upset someone to have Sam Houston State come here. Because right. everything just started to line up. Because the seed thing. Yeah. So, yeah. fun stuff. Um, how many fades did the Cats throw? Nine. I was gonna say like over oh, over under ten. Oh. This sucks. I missed this. Someone is wondering if James, if the Grizz weren't in, who would James, who would James cheer for? We'll have to tweet that out. Hmm. I don't know. He wasn't really interactive today anyway, so he probably would have got a uh. multiple comments of 
is this the last time game day is coming to Montana? <laughs> Probably for a while. Yeah. I think people should just not worry about it. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 here's the thing, <clears throat> is that it's always going to fall in that weird time when they're, they're, some of the games aren't, aren't as – prevalent up there i mean it's yeah. i think i think it's actually a good thing that they're going to come because it's going to be i think it's going to you know hate to say this but it's going to be a good environment over there in los angeles so I think know, when they want to actually come and see a I good mean, one then they have a comparison basis but like that was way better going to my thing it. like i like fan intensity has like a limit right mm-hmm. if you're at the game day thing at like Six in the morning. That's a good point. You don't or seven or eight. You've got like four plus hours to like hold that and then get to the game. Granted, I don't know, like twenty ish year old me could have done it, but forty year old me. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point because you know they're gonna kind of put all the chips to the middle for the first part. Yep. Um. All right. Last one I got on Twitter. Uh, Silver Tip Nation. We oh, know yeah. Silver Tip, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's got some question about Eastern, but doesn't matter. Fuck the cats. Um, <laughs> is, the most cast, is it the most cat thing ever to piggyback off Grizz efforts for game day? Do minimal work of their own and then ignorantly take credit when they get their way and pretend it's theirs because they're better. I, I feel like we touched on this. I feel like it, yeah. 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 Accurate. Hey, Niners won. Yeah. Packers won. Who's your team? The Colts pulled it out. Hey, yeah. Colts? Don't have one. All right. But no losses. No losses. We talked about this. The month of October is brutal for collectively Wait, you, for the pod. You don't have an NFL team? Do you have players? Are you like... The I'm, M- I'm a player guy. So see, like me, I don't have an NBA team. Like, my my family's all from Wisconsin, so I kind of lean Bucks. But, like, I I love watching Steph Curry. Yeah, and we, I love we, watching We kind of lean, lean the Cardinals if we were doing any. That was when Kurt Warner was there. But, uh, yeah, it's just... Were you a Kurt yeah, Warner yeah, fan when he said St. It's like Huskers yeah. or Bucks. Because Kurt Warner... That's all it is. Fun fact. When he was a... When he was playing for the... Barnstormers? barnstormers. I was yeah. a ball boy at the game because the Barnstormers <laughs> played in Omaha. So I met Kurt Warner and That's Mike amazing. Black, who I think kicked for the Cats. Mike Black. Yeah, I think he was a cat kicker. <laughs> so they played. There's a connection. The, they played for the Barnstormers. So yes. So then when I, I I was yes Rams Cardinals. Yeah. Real real quick. How sad are you about Scott Frost? Hey, you didn't want that to work out? No. Don't care. Like, when they hired him, you weren't like, I hope this works out. Do you know how many friends I had that went to the Huskers that made fun of me for going to the Grizz and I won a national championship? And I, went back, <laughs> I, I kind of purposely put this well, this ring on this finger oh. and I went back for Christmas. <laughs> and then they just went to an absolute dumpster fire. So, no, I'm laughing. Okay. I'm okay. laughing. So. But... I know that Matt Musi might be listening to this, so I apologize for that, <laughs> no, Matt. Right, I want him to do better He's now fine. for you and uh, Bo. Mike Black, not the same Mike Black that ran for Supreme Court. No. Okay. Probably he was not. a kicker. That guy took an L, like the Cats are going to take on Saturday. So, exactly. Yeah. We, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you going to pull wait. any more questions out of your ass here? I, no. I, yeah, hang on. Donovan One sent more me a message. 
more bangers. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I feel like Donovan's got. There was a lot of questions about like craziest thing that happened in a cat game and stuff like that. I feel we've touched these. Okay, Bozeman State leads the league in fourth down conversions and is top three in third down conversions. They also hold the second best time of possession. Could we see an Idaho game against us approach from them? Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what their game plan is going to be. I think the difference is that their defense isn't the caliber of Idaho's. So they can't pull that off. I think they're deep. They're... Don't speak this bullshit into existence. Idaho's defense isn't good, but they're not specifically bad at one thing. Where the cat defense is okay against the run and bad against the pass. So what? what's better to be like... A little bit of not great 04 Grizz defense. Um, but like you tighten up when it matters, or like you're really good against one thing and you really suck against something else. The Cats are overrated. <laughs> they have struggled. Their defense is terrible. The Grizz are going to win by multiple scores. I love it. And that's the thing. And that's the bottom line. That's it. <laughs> we play a lot of tough games on the road. We are. Granted, we haven't won any yet, but like, we. But but that's you the thing. You just keep ending. I no. keep ending this on a high note, and you keep bringing it back down to shit town. <laughs> this is your ice town. <laughs> Montana's prepared for this. This is not new territory for them. They're gonna be right. They're gonna get it done. I love it. Grizz are gonna win. Johnson, Britt doesn't matter. We're ready to go. Brown. Sure, him too. You got anything else? You guys got anything else? It's just after midnight. You had no idea what you were signing up for. FTC. That's all I got. There we go. Yes, I like it. Oh, hey, shit. Thanks. No, I just love this. This we're, We are pushing for. This thanks is amazing. Thanks, both of you, for showing up, for being willing to do this. So We've been great. talking about this since you were on last time. Sorry Jace couldn't make oh. it. We love him. You know, it's fine. Maybe we some other him. time. Um, Maybe next time year. we'll give him more than 24 hours notice. But you know what, Jace? Um, I was there when you didn't answer your phone from your brother and your cousin. And my thought was, what if someone's dying? Hey, hey Mike. Sure. Mike, it's Cat Week. You don't need 24-hour notice. That's right. It's, 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 like it's, it's do or die. Let's get after it. It's playoff time. Playoffs start this weekend. And all we can do is FTC. Yeah. You got some Palmer family issues you're going to have to attend to, Jace. Do we need any playoff predictions for me, or should I just like shut the fuck, fuck. up? Till we Another break? day. Another day. We're good. Grizz have a chance for a seed. That's all I'm saying. We'll take it. Hey, listen. A lot of things I need to right. point out that we do have three beers standing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's we, empty. I was yeah. thinking about that. That's empty. These are that's all amazing. We drink all these beers. <laughs> Love it. I like it. All right. If we know you, we'll see you sooner. We're not going to the game, but we'll be watching. Fuck the cats. Go, Chris. Fight on. Woo.